declare your independence of me, Ernest Hancock, here out in the Tony Paw in the western desert, Sonoran Desert of Phoenix here. We are um, uh, getting ready to, to go here in the next whenever. I mean, one day I'll be on the road. And we're going to Midfest, which is in Oklahoma. And then right after that is Float Fest, which is in Gauss, Texas, I think what you say. You know, it's uh, east of Austin on, uh, I don't know, 40 or whatever that is. And um, there's a lot of things that are going to be discussed and done. On the 25th of April, we're going to be doing a tinfoil hat um, with uh, Sam Tripley, which I think I was introduced to Sam by our guest, Tempacho. Tempacho is good. You know, and my, oh, 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 and my daughter, you know, she's like a big Sam Tripoli fan. She found out that, you know, we knew each other, and she was like, ooh, dad's like semi almost, uh, you know, shadowing around being cool. So I'm going, okay, you know. So, uh, but what Sam and I are going to be talking about is um, the IPFS thing, communication, a lot of stuff that's coming online now. In fact, I just kicked off my pirate stick last night. Thomas is starting to ship. You'll see all over Freedom's Phoenix the pirate box and pirate stick. And I got it, and you have to, like, you know, anything doing with HP and Microsucks is like a thing and pain in the ass. You know, even though just to even get in the BIOS to where to recognize boot from the USB. But once you get that set, you just plug it in, boom, it's there, and you're IPFSing and stuff. So I, I want to check its capabilities for our GoGill full endorsement, and it's ready for prime time thing. But uh, yeah, I, I got it all set up and ready to go, and then I ran out of time, you know, and I'll, I'll let you know. But you, if you know what you're doing and you don't have too much brain damage to doing with the BIOS to recognize the USB boot up, it probably would take, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds. I mean, you know, it's, it's really not that big a deal. So what happens is, you know, Bob was sitting there, and he's going, oh, I'm already disinterested. Oh, no roadblock. Grandma if, just you, if you know what you're doing, operative words. Right, 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 right. You know, well, it's, you know, they need to come in with different instructions. Um, it's just all it is is you plug, because it's a USB 3.0, and it's an SSD drive. It's like a, I got it laying around here somewhere. I'll show you in a little bit. But uh, it's an SSD drive like you would put inside a laptop that's external, and you, you just need to get it to recognize it. You know, that's really what it is, and if you don't know how to do that, which I didn't, I had to spend some time going. At least he told me where to go look and how to do it. But anyway, so um, a lot of us older guys, you're always going in the BIOS of the computer, but now to do it is like brain damage. So it um, uh, looks like it's pretty simple, and, you know, that's what I'm looking for. And um, we have uh, the embassy, the guys at the embassy who are working. Oh, I didn't tell you this. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get to the show here in a little bit with Tim Pachope. But you know, Tim's a friend, and he knows all the stuff that's going on. I'll give you up to speed. There is <clears throat> a family, seventeen-year-old girl, that sent me a, an email from the United Kingdom, and this is what the deal was. They use Discord in order to do their unvaxxed teenager homeschool group okay so they have a bunch of them they they just like nope we're not doing it and boom it became a thing all of a sudden it's 10 20 30 40 50 60 families start i mean damn they got a thing now so they're using discord but then the crown literally the crown okay the british government goes um any communication with uh, uh like unvaccinated teenagers being homeschooled talking about you know, not getting vaxxed and, you know, misinformation or whatever shall be put in the Tower of London. I mean, you know, so they, you know, kind of like, might as well put their name on it, you know, and telling them that they can't do whatever. So 
Discord come to find out this centralized thing turned you off. They go, man, yeah, you're not Discord. allowed. Discord. Well, speaking of turning off, uh, Discord just kicked the Tim and John show off Discord uh, two fucking weeks ago. So we okay. have been nuked. Explain this to me. I thought Discord was kind of like a gaming player breaking kind of, and people are like starting to use it, you know, for freedom and stuff. Oh, hell no. You're not allowed to do that. You know, so then we're setting them up with the embassy and um, uh, Mark Hill, uh, one of the CEOs there, he's like, I'll do this personally. I was a seven-year tutor. You know, I have a teenage daughter and I'm all over it. I got it, you know. So they're setting them all up with Matrix, which is kind of a Discord um, you know, decentralized version of. So they're doing that. IPFS for the storage of, you know, data and files and share and PDF research of whatever stuff they don't want them to have. And then um, uh, what was the other thing that they're doing? Oh, yeah. I talked to Max Freeman on Epic Cash last night. You know, Colin Cantrell, you know, cracked search on IPFS. He wants to do his social stack of all his stuff that's in there. But, uh, and use... Nexus as the crypto for micropayments and so on, but that's kind of down the road. And I go, look, so Epic Cash, I go, man, you want to, you want to go, oh, you got to get Corbett to interview me. You got to go, he doesn't like crypto. I mean, you're, you're Mark of the Beast, man. You know, he, he doesn't like crypto. So I go, um, but if you're able to do micropayments on the embassy with IPFS, these uh, homeschooled teenage unvaxxed kids, and I go, man, you'd be his new best friend, and he'd talk all about it. Go, done. Give me you know, contact or whatever, and they'll be able to do micropayments on the pirate box and all this guy. All right, you guys focus on that. You'll be infamous and famous. So that's what's work going on there. So as soon as we get done with this show, I got to, you know, follow all that through. He sent me some stuff to get to the guys. So now we're going to have an entire ecosystem, communication system, payment system, everything. We're working on doing the pirate box. It's coming to fruition. And that's what we're going to be talking about on the 25th with Sam. And then, of course, my presentation at Float. So all this, me been going on, you know, and Tim's been hearing me yak about this for freaking ever. But it's coming online. I've been using it for freaking years, you know. But Derek integrated it into our back-end system, so it's not Grandma Just Buttony to other people. But I show them what I do after the struggle. Let me show you what I do. Boom, 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 boom. I'm done. And it's forever. Ha, 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 ha. You know? So now uh, this is... All the more necessary because of where we're going economically. So with that background and the Discord slapped uh, the Tim and John show around a little bit, tell me all about that. What happened? I mean, I never really used Discord that much to begin with, but I know that there was like a pretty active community. I think we had about five. I think we had over 500 people that were in there. And, you know, there was probably dozens that were actively commenting. John is obviously, you know, posting a bajillion articles a day. And so we got an email that said, Hey, you guys need to are posting misleading medical misinformation and you need to take down those posts. But it didn't actually say which posts that were, it didn't flag any. So it just wanted us to go through the entire discord to, to remove everything. So then I go to log on to discord and see that the channel's not even there anymore. So you know, went straight from, you know, warning to you're deleted immediately. But, you know, by coincidence, I'd actually told John that I was looking to kind of like wind down the Tim and John show just because, you know, rehashing all the bad shit that goes on every two weeks, you know, it was just probably not good for the blood pressure. And, you know, I like sort of like the walk and talk videos, of, you know, were more of my style than just by coincidence and discord then nuked us and got rid of the channel now i i had known previously that sam Tripoli, his tinfoil hat discord he had talked about that getting nuked and like other people from our community 
have been kicked off of discord so i mean i was always using it under the pretense that that was probably going to be the case and then uh, oh it was gonna be the case yeah and then it it is and then ended up being uh the case lo and behold now i do have i haven't really done too much with it but i have one of those start nine boxes and i think i'm the one that introduced it i think gave it to you over at float last year but how does that sort of differ than the pirate box or is there stuff that you can that if i already have one of those that i could take um but what happened David, yeah, I don't know if you, you knew. Anyway, he he is a show listener for a long time. And yeah, no, I introduced you guys at Float last year, like right as I was leaving. Like I was basically, I was like basically made another trip back in to go have him go meet up with you, and then. Uh, well, thank you. From- well, as I got the story, uh, he'd been listening to the show for a while, you know, yeah, uh, he, yeah, Declare, he- and uh, he knew what we were doing, and. Um, and he goes, hey, we got this project embassy, and we can incorporate it. And once we got talking, man, all in. Let's do it. So uh, I had um, the CEO uh, about a year ago, Mark Hill, and uh, his co or CFO or something, COO. You know, they're a bunch of C's in there. So they came came on, and we talked about whatever and how we could, you know, support uh, what each other is doing with the project. Well, what happened uh, when I was at uh, Anarchapoco, Chris Guida, was one of the developers out of Columbia, came up, and I showed him what was going on. He's like, well, hell, you know, we incorporate that into it. What's going to happen is the Pirate Box Pirate Stick is the uh, kind of the IPFS desktop where you can, you know, upload files to interplanetary file sharing that, you know, once it's pinned on several nodes, it never goes away, you know, and it just kind of replicates, you know, the more popular it is, the more it replicates, the faster it goes. And what we had done, Derek had set up a, ni- a nice big, I don't know, 16, 20-something terabyte server so we could just put whatever the hell we want up there and, you know, people that, you know, that we like and know and so on rather than making it a business. And you put your files up there, well, then that's just a – you know, a seed farm, like a, a pinned, you know, location uh, where it is. Because the way IPFS works, it's not where it is. You know, the address is a server. You know, it's like uh, saying this server farm and that server and that file of over there, and then it serves it. Well, this is by name. Anybody that has a name. So it checks 200 nodes, and then if it's not there, each one of those check 200 of each of them. So the entire network gets done in like three levels. You know, it's like boom, done. And um, and it serves it by name, and there's a bunch of copies of it. And the more it's um, requested, the more it's replicated. Well, what happens is um, you, you're much better off, instead of just serving it from your pirate stick or your Raspberry Pi or your laptop, is that if you had a, a server, you know, but that kind of centralizes it. So you want to it not just be on that one. It goes on a bunch of others. So having these pirate boxes and you subscribe to, like, a channel like this, it um, – uh, you see that a new file got added, and boom, you add it, and then you're one of the ads. So it just um, makes it go a lot faster when you got a network. It's a network that's of value, you know. And um, so that's what the pirate box is, creating the network. Well, the embassy, what they're going to do is they're putting um, the pirate box software, the way we're setting it up, or IPFS, you know, capabilities, whatever they're working out together, Onto the embassy. So not only does it do tour, it has matrix, and it's got a bunch of other stuff. They got their own like, little marketplace, like their Play Store, that you go. All right, well, I'm doing tours, my own private server out on the network somewhere, and click, and now it's an IPFS thing too. So 
this is what we've been working on. And the embassy is taking the devices where they're like two terabyte SSD drives or something. They go and we give them to, uh, I got a budget, you know, to go ahead and make sure this doesn't lack for lack of a few dollars. And it goes to the UK kids. And then another homeschool group that's building co-op barn buildings, whatever, of homeschool resources for whatever. They got another group. They are wanting to do it now, too. So we're going to get in trouble. That's just the way it is, you know. You got so, child labor. from un- Exactly. Kids, child labor. <laughs> oh, they're going to get you for that. Well, these teens, they're all into it. And some of the parents are like, man, we understand exactly, exactly what you've gone through with that I want to hear about with Discord. So um, they, we get them the devices, and then they needed a Discord replacement, which is, you know, from what I'm hearing and what they have on the embassy is one of the services is Matrix, which is kind of does the same thing. Then I was introduced. I was uh, interviewing a guy. He's from the French, uh, the Yellow Jackets, or you know, the Yellow Vest, or whatever people. I listened. I listened to that some of that one. Yeah, he's kind of socialist, but he understood what we were uh, doing and talking about, and he sent me a presentation at Miami's crypto thing of uh, them um, using what were they using? Um, lightning. They're using Bitcoin light, Lightning nodes to do like a Zoom clone that is totally encrypted end-to-end and it's peer-to-peer directly of, you know, voice and video over Internet of suck it. And I'm like, ooh, that's good, too. So these things are coming, you know, and it's decentralized. The man can't stop it. And they're I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to do it. Just like they're – you can't have um, – you know, 80% lowers the, on the ghost gun to do whatever. And then Cody goes, uh, well, I just do it out of a block of aluminum. Now what? You know, they're like, oh, you can't do that either. You're not allowed. Can't have blocks of aluminum. <laughs> you know, so they just, yeah, or banned blocks of aluminum. Can't, can't die cast Tesla parts. So then the, um, so this is what I talk about when I go to the audience and I say quantum reality. If I take one step, we take efforts toward if you start marketing if you start going we're going to do this and you go, we're going to pirate and here's how and whatever if you start doing this all of a sudden you'll start seeing it everywhere it'll just you know boom it'll be the standard decentralization is the standard pirates without borders is the standard and i'm and I, everybody goes well already you did and i go yeah whatever but let me tell you if you start doing it it just blows up all over the place and i and i, and I warned, so how and frustrating I is it for you to be like Seven years ahead of everybody on this, <laughs> or at least I mean, it's... well, I tell you, it's not great if um, if you get frustrated with it, or if you're planning on making money with it. If you have support from people that are just yeah, you just keep going, you know, Ernie, and kind of put we're with you, you know, just out of principle kind of thing, and we keep the pressure on, and then it happens, and they go, wow, that was a good investment, you know, I'm going, yeah, you know, this is. So that's what I appreciate is people that have the vision and they can see and they know that I'm not going to stop. You know, it's just going to go until it happens. So now we need a micropayment system. And that was one of the things as a homeschool project, the kids in the U.K. created like a two-page list of all the features that they wanted. We want that. I mean, they wanted everything. We want to, want to, want to, want to, want to, and added on everything else that they didn't have. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, at least they did the work. So that's what we're building to. And one of them is micropayments. So if, uh, Ep- if Max over at Epic Cash wants to, you know, play, whoever wants to do it and does it first wins, because you know, it's not going to stay static anyway. We're going to do whatever. But 
I want to hear what you think it was that got you banned off of Discord. The reason I bring this stuff up is just to, you know, get Tim up to speed. But it's also because here it comes. And exactly the Tim and John show kind of deal and what's going on. I didn't even know Discord had that capability. I didn't know it was that centralized. I thought it was, you know, it was always like uh, Free Talk Live and those guys were discording and hadn't need you know, go over and Mark Passio. Everybody's Discord, Discord, Discord. Well, these guys got so in, you know, infatuated and ingrained with Discord, now they're starting to turn them off, and it's all of a sudden, Ernie, what was that thing you were doing? Yeah, that's what I thought, you know? So tell me about Discord and what happened with you, Tim. Uh, I wasn't in there very, very often. Uh, you know, John was in there constantly, and one of our guys that helps us out quite a bit, posting other things for for me and like uploading videos and things like that. Is this guy uh, who goes by the name of Arthur Diamond Hands, and he was, I think he was telling me there's some sort of like ouch quit going on where this guy believed in COVID or something, and people were posting you know COVID memes that were basically showing like the virus didn't exist or things that were against this guy this snowflakes narrative and i think the most uh likely scenario is that somebody from the inside then reported the page and then uh then that's how it got taken down but you know what i was always under the impression that that was going to happen anyway so you know not really any skin off my back i mean yeah it sort of sucks but you know all along i've been telling people you know hey go over and see us on odyssey go see us on uh you know i saw you did interview uh jeremy kaufman and i probably listened to 80 percent of it did you was his ad out that his uh, Halliburton ad out when you interviewed him? Because I don't I didn't hear you guys mention it, and it was like one of the funniest things I've seen in a, in a very long time. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but he did. This, I'm like, not sure about the Halliburton. Yeah, he's just standing there on the street doing the Halliburton thing. Well, he's like, you know, we need to make these bombs gay, and like the problem with right, know, right, 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 this right, current right, right, war right, right, right. is, you know, anyway. I, that no, was that sure came that was after. That was right after, but he had one before that. You know, that kind of announcing he was running and a serious uh, jester effort to slap him around. And uh, so Jeremy has kind of pulled back from a lot of Odyssey stuff. And what he did, when what I was talking to him about, when we were down at Anarchapoco, um, Colin Cantrell came up with Nexus, a, a, a search engine for IPFS, which was a holy grail for me, man. I was like, you know, if we got all this stuff, and the hash, which looks like a Bitcoin address, if you can associate. Colin Cantrell or, or, Colin, or Colin Pape? No, Cantrell. You know, so. so you, you, got, you got like all your Collins pimped out working on this? I know. I, I had before, a bunch wasn't of Collins. Colin Pape of research before that was doing that? No. I, well, Colin Pape's in on this thing. Too. Oh, God, man. You're going to make me do it. All right. This all is right. what happened. And then I'm seeing the other column later today, too. The one from New Hampshire is coming over here later today. And Josh oh, is coming okay. over here later today, too. So well, I don't know how. Well, I, was supposed, I was supposed to go help this other, uh, Colin Gibson go get, you know, lumber for his bus and whatever because I got to go over always. Anyway, you know, all right. So this is what's going on. Colin Cantrell, years ago, um, you know, he does Nexus. Well, Nexus is a not just a crypto. It's like a social stack. It's a governance model of, you know, how you um, – vote on and off the island and different groups and how it's kind of, you know, how, you know, to run a community, which is what he wants to do is to digitize to where you really have say and leadership of whatever. So he's running this company that way. And that was a big thing to him. It has to be at the seed kernel of society of everything and run the business kind of a DAO, you know, distributed autonomous organization kind of thing, whatever. But it's powered with incentives using Nexus, which is his crypto. Well, 
Years ago, I go to him and I said, look, man, I need to have a search thing on doing how, okay, I can work on that. So when he and I are shared a ride to Tijuana to fly down so we didn't have to do all the mass PCR tests. Shot with, with, the other, with the other Colin, too. <laughs> with the other Colin. And so we, we go to Tijuana and then flew down, uh, flew to Mexico City, then uh, Acapulco, and then we came back. Well, as we're going down, I'm talking about this, and I go, I thought you said you were going to. He goes, I already did. I did that. Then you know that. Then you read my mind. You know, and I'm going, well, well, then do it. I mean, seriously? So that um, Monday or Tuesday or something, he was sitting there, you know, with a, a developer from Vietnam that he works with, and they went through and, you know, blah, 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 and pounded it out, and he did a demo of it. And I'm going, oh, my God, this is awesome. So we went on Anarchast, which was co-hosted by Patrick Smith, which is now one of the lead developers, lead developer or whatever for Float. Well, Float, I've been, come on, man, you guys need to get this up. You know, we've been talking about forever. So I just, I'm, and uh, when we came on and showed that we had search for IPFS, because if you got a hash, you know, where's the metadata that associates that file? I mean, you got, you know, you put in a name, you know, like Corbett report of whatever, right? So he demoed it, and he goes, look, got it done. And we did it on Anarchast. And I'm going, yeah, Float, well, I'm the lead developer. I go, so you're the guy I blame? I go, Patrick, holy crap. Because Patrick and his crew from Dallas came to Phoenix to see Candles in the Dark of a Larkin thing. And that Saturday night, they were at our home. We had a party. That's how I, I go, I know him. You know, and I'm like, oh, man. I'm uh, oh. So now that they've released 1.0, which is the um, um, – operating system behind float you know they got their you know new thing and uh they are uh, ready to start taking on a lot of this other stuff that we've been working on so i'm going okay so now we're looking at um having uh them you know develop that and work on that did i lose tim i think i did yeah he's coming back well you there you back okay so yeah, then sure what happened so then um, uh, Colin wanted to be able to use Nexus as micropayments and so on in this system. He's busy with a lot of other stuff. He can do it. You know, I know he can do it. I mean, he, he's, you know, super geeky, does that kind of stuff. But, you know, so we're working on that. Then um, let's see what else happened. Uh, no, 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 no. So anyway. You know, that's that's where we're at now. And then, you know, Embassy incorporating everything because with the Raspberry Pi that they're using, it can put all this stuff in. It's just a computer with an app store. You know, so we have all this because Tor, you know, the man's kind of all over Tor and it's slow. So, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that we can use on this. So Matrix, are you familiar with that at all? Yeah, I know. Like that's like what like Elrond.fm has been using, I think, for quite a while. Because I think they got kicked off Discord, you yeah. know, before uh, before it was cool to be kicked off Discord. So, well, they're always first, you know, because yep. you know they're always first, because you know. And um, uh, I didn't get. They really were on my butt to get on it. So I got it one time, and it was just a bunch of trolling. Kind of like, look, I ain't got time for this. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, but you didn't engage. What makes you think I want to engage? I want to engage. You know, I'm. I'm engaging right now. You, know, you want to know what I got to say? You know, boom. And uh, Freedom's Phoenix is like its own social media anyway. You know, it, hell, it, that, that's what it is. I can kick ass with social media if I had 
the capacity to um, serve a lot of people, which is where IPFS comes in. In 09, when we turned it on, said, all right, everybody go to Freedom Fair. They did, and we're like, whoa, damn, and it clogged it up big time. Plus, then you get DDoS attacks and yada, 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 and trolled. So, no, I don't want to play it this way. So we need to have a lot more, um, you know, pirate communication type stuff. And the reason is, is what we're going to talk about today with Tim, is we're going into the, you know, the greatest depression kind of thing. And I want to get a beat on what Tim thinks is going on. This is what's driving all of this censorship. And the censorship, if you think it's bad now, wait till we go to war. Well, we're in a war. Now, here we go. So this is, this man, they pull out all the stops, you know, now. And they're going to if they can. So we have to make sure they can't. That's what I've been working on for years. So fortunately, we're a little bit ahead of the game. You know, or at least, you know, far enough along that we can communicate and them not stop it. We just got to start getting usage of it. But we had to develop it first, build it, and they'll come. Well, we're building it. We built a lot of stuff. So here we go. So what is the, the information you think is being the most hidden, censored, you're not allowed to talk about, Tim? Oh, I mean, anything that goes against the COVID narrative is what they don't want. But I don't know if they were actively searching out our Discord as much as it may have been somebody on the inside that was pissed off at somebody else then reported something uh, is what some of the speculation is. They have an army is. of these guys. They go looking. Yeah. And so, I mean, anytime you get, you know, hundreds of people in a group, I mean, there's going to be, you know, different conflicts. And uh, I mean, I guess just recently on I got into two different, uh, you know, tiffs with different people on Telegram recently, which... Uh, it's kind of funny because now basically so right on Instagram where I'm sitting on like two strikes. I, I didn't even I got a new phone. I didn't even load it on my new phone. So it's, I just don't need to waste my time on that anymore. Uh, YouTube we're sitting on like one strike just rolled off. So we're sitting on one strike and one warning. So I'm not even posting to YouTube anymore. Uh, I'll probably make like one last final like F you to YouTube and find us over here type video. Not so I mean, basically I'm using nothing. I mean, float every now and now and then doing some a tiny bit here there in telegram but you know i've found that i've been much happier since i've just completely uh gotten rid of like all this all this extra crap and all this extra you know stuff that's clogging up my mind because i mean there's so much stuff going on and and you know hearing like all this ouch quit or people just doing keyboard activism not doing like actual real stuff uh you know i think that that's where it's at and you know the other thing that's you know sort of front and center i guess kind of getting back into like the economic stuff is at float i'm going to be presenting on cbdc's and you know as i've been preparing for this i really started realizing just how quickly i already knew right quickly out of the gates you know how that this narrative was being pushed and we obviously we had the very first cares act now which i shouldn't say obvious because it's actually not very obvious but the may 2020 cares act actually initially called for getting paid your 1200 bucks in a fed coin and I gotta give you credit for being the first person who I ever heard talk about FedCoin, calling it FedCoin. You know, GoldmanSucks.GovCoin. Yeah, when I first started coming on your show, you were calling it that. But I found another bill that was actually uh, it was like March twenty third, twenty twenty. So we're talking you know, like one week into quarantines and lockdowns, like not even, and they're already coming out with bills. And this bill was called the Banking for All Act. And it was to require member banks to maintain pass-through digital dollar wallets for certain persons and, and or purposes. So you see, you know, effectively, they wasted no time at all. Then again, in June, 
they're having different, uh, you know, the Committee on Financial Services is having a task force on how to use inclusive banking during a pandemic. You know, so it's got to be inclusive using Fed accounts and digital tools to improve delivery of stimulus payments. And so that was June 2020. And, you know, it goes on to say how, you know, how inclusive and this is and, you know, how they're not going to leave anybody out, you know, obviously because they want to have everyone track, trace and surveilled. And you probably, this probably came across your radar because, you know, everything comes across your radar. But uh, have you talked at all about that world government summit that was going on, you know, while everybody was talking about, you know, Will Smith's bitch slap that I'm not even sure it even happened, but, uh, you know, while everybody was talking about that. Klaus yeah, I Schwab. saw Alex Jones hack into it with a video. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you, I'm, not, you know. <laughs> I'm not aware because I didn't watch any other, you know, maybe some clips here and there. It's, you know, we're on top of the world and we're going to rule everybody and here's our club of whatever. I mean, you know, what's going to be new? What are they going to tell me that I don't already know? Well, it's just amazing the, you know, the level of, of trolling that they're doing. And I really have to give them, you know, I really have to give them credit for just like how brazen they are about being this. I think like on like day two, one of their, uh, you know, first up they had like an address by Klaus Schwab had a little five minute thing where they, you know, piped him into there. And then the, the very next session was actually called, are we ready for a new world order? <laughs> like, like literally the, the fucking name of it is, are we ready for a new world order at the world government summit? And like the, like the people who were on that were uh, Frederick Kempe, who was the chief executive council of the uh, chief executive officer of the Atlantic council. So the Atlantic council, they're the ones who have that CBDC tracker website where it shows 91 different currency blocks and these stages of progress that those, uh, different currency blocks, like so, like the EU would be a currency block, like a dollar would be a currency block, and I think there's 91 that they track. Like nine of them have decided not to do it, and like, and aside from those nine, the other ones are all basically on board. So the other 81 are on board somewhere along the lines of either having already implemented it or um, somewhere like in this like trial phase. Well, somebody else who is on that panel called "Are We Ready for a New World Order?" was also Pip and Malgram. Pippa Melgram had a quote when she was up there saying, we are on the brink of a dramatic change. We are about to abandon the traditional system of money and replace it with a new one, digital blockchain CBDC, which will give us greater clarity over every single transaction. And her dad was in the Nixon administration when they took us off the gold standard in 71. And then, of course, you've got somebody up there on that one from like CNN because, you know, you got to have somebody from, uh, you know, CNN up there. But it just goes to show you, you know, exactly how, because if you were to tell somebody, oh, there's a world government, and they're like, oh, you're crazy, and oh, they're trying to set up a new world order, and then they have the World Government Summit at worldgovernmentsummit.com, where you can go click on their agenda items, and, you know, one of the very first ones is, are we ready for a new world order? And what's also interesting is that just about, I don't know, I'm just like kind of like eyeballing this over here, but, you know, you probably have about half of the things have to do with women. It's the role of women in shaping resilient economies worldwide. The next one is policies that drive societal resilience, women at the core, or it's about the youth, uh, opening remarks, the power of the youth, the multiplier effect. And the next one is the regional perspective of the youth worker. And then there's some energy type stuff, you know, that they throw in there. Then women in government. Oh yeah. Like I need to go over to the middle East. So that way they can tell us how to treat women. When you've got women with like fucking burgers on their head, you know, talking about how free they are learning from the women's pavilion what what governments can learn about the participation of women so it's like all so it's you know what is that one quote it's like first you get the women then follow the children and then so follow the men or something like that and it seems like 
about 75% of their agenda is either women or children uh, on here. And so, I mean, it, it obviously goes to show you that, you know, a lot of the marketing is being done towards women because, you know, a lot of guys are out doing like the, uh, you know, typical rat race, not able to have t- free time to think about some of these other issues that you, myself, and, you know, a lot of the listeners here have been thinking about for years or decades. Uh, and then the time they do have to think to themselves are usually wasting it on some sort of ball sport, uh, you know, football or basketball or some other bullshit and not actually, you know, doing things. And then obviously that's all propaganda as well. The 50% cabinet, while well, women must sit in executive government, and the next session is the Arab youth ministers. And the next one is the women's perspective. Then the next one is how women, it's like, why, how come every single one of these is either women or it's either women, something to do with like energy. I think one of them, I don't, I'm not looking at it right in front of me, but another one is like how we're going to deal with the impending food crisis. And, you know, you've been saying for years, you know, it's going to come down to a food thing. It's going to come down to an energy thing. You've been talking about the CBDCs, talking about the IPFS. And so I think, unfortunately, one of the biggest problems uh, this country has is that Ernest Hancock isn't more popular because, uh, you know, like, let's say if you had as many people listening to you as like Alex Jones or something and no, no knock against Alex Jones, because, you know, that's how you know I woke up to a lot of things or was informed on a lot of different subjects. But, uh, you know, it just is frustrating knowing the guys like you and Corbett that there's so many solutions and answers that we've already gone through the, you know, actual 5D chess of figuring out like what the end game is on this stuff. And then just now, you know, it is, I guess, gratifying that just now, like people are finally starting, you know, starting to get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the longer it takes people to get it, you know, the more tyranny we're going to have to put up with. And was in basically the amount of tyranny you get, you get is the amount of tyranny you put up with. And it's, you know, amazing seeing what they're doing to people in Shanghai where there's, you know, drones going out there saying like control your soul's desire for freedom and you know stop singing and and just be all good little slaves because i mean that's like the future that they want is you know a complete control grid and a big part of that control grid is going to be the cbdc so whether it's you know pages 72 to 75 of klaus schwab's book uh talking about the fate of the u.s dollar or whether it's like all these bills or you got guys like august augustin karstens who probably couldn't even fit inside this zoom window he's so fat you know talking about all the different ways that they're going to basically block us or you know bill gates you know oh six oh six oh six um uh you know patent where we're they want to basically have like implantable uh nanotech inside of us that then pays us for crypto for doing little menial tasks or whether you got like a dr yuval harari guy that's like one of klaus schwab's like top minions who yeah uh, that guy is creepy as hell you know, they, and they put them out front. I mean, um, you know, uh, wow. I well, I've got some quote. I've got some quotes from him, and so this. Oh is yeah, and I got a correction. The... It's Matt Hill over at um, Embassy. I keep saying Mark, and it's Matt. I apologize. Okay. I got that wrong. So right, and I did, and I did listen to that interview too when you gave that one. Uh, you know, a little over a year ago, but uh, yes, I just did one on like the... last week. That was awesome too. You should go listen to that. The I listened um, to part of the. I listened to part. Well, of tell the, the people David. who that guy is before you get into his quotes. Uh, so Yuval Harari, H-A-R-A-R-I, he's, uh, I think he's a doctor, big time transhumanist, like probably, you know, maybe aside from like Ray Kurzweil, who's the you know head engineer of Google. I mean, they're, they're probably some of the top transhumanist uh, global thought leaders. And so, you know, he's the guy that, you know, a big video is going around. I got to thank uh, this guy, John, for sending me 
this video like before it was even popular and before it even was on like Alex Jones or anywhere. But uh, one of the quotes was something along the lines, I don't have it right in front of me, but like we now have the ability to, to hack humanity. And before we didn't have like the processing or data power to be able to do this. But now that we have, um, you know, essentially now that we have all this stuff in place, we have the ability to hack humanity and then, you know, Klaus Schwab in 2016 is talking about putting nanotech in us within 10 years. So that was, uh, you know, about six years ago. So, you know, they're already obviously, you know, far down this road. And we already, you know, and for anyone who got jabbed, they already have nanotech that's inside of them. But one of the uh, quotes from uh, Yuval Harari's speech is, alongside inequality, the other major danger we face is the rise of digital dictatorships, his own fucking words, that will monitor everyone all the time. And I've been talking about a digital dictatorship being. Uh, oh no, I this guy's I, proud of it too, man. Yeah, and then and then he also has an equation up there where it's B times C times D <laughs> equals A H H, and that's the biological knowledge multiplied by computing power multiplied by data equals the ability to hack humans. And this is on their PowerPoint. Like this is his PowerPoint that I'm just like just putting up here, and then. Take a guess. And then Obama, uh, there's a clip I have of him here where they're asking him, like, who his favorite author is. And then he points to Yuval Noah Harari's no Sapiens, way. A, a Brief History of Humankind. And there's a whole thing of, uh, yeah, so, so on YouTube, if you type in full interview, President Obama on Sapiens, S-A-P-I-E-N-S, and it's Obama talking about how his, like, favorite author is this fucking guy. So, okay, now uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What am I typing in to go find this? Uh, Obama on Sapiens, S A P I E N S. And uh, if you go to like 35 seconds in, it's a three minute and 25 second video. That is scary as shit. Full interview, yeah, President got, Obama, Obama on Sapiens. Okay. Yeah, five so, years ago. So that's... Book suggestion. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this yeah, this is from yeah from 2016. Holy so this is while he's while he's crap. the president. All right, Don, I'm sending you a link to put it in the archive today, right now. Will you please? Okay. Because wow, that was a new one for find... me. Because like I'd heard of this guy, I'd heard all this stuff, but I didn't know that he's like Obama's favorite author. Oh my uh, god! How did you find that? I was just doing some research on this guy, and like then like accidentally like stumbled across it. God, this is sort of scary like crap. Okay, what is it? Three minutes. No, I want to play this. I want to play it. Let me go, go ahead and pull this crap up because are you freaking kidding me? Okay, so we'll go in here and you go, Obama on Sapiens. And it just pops right up. They're, they're proud of it. Okay. All right, here we well, go. Well, since this is Obama, I'm surprised it didn't. Uh, it wasn't something more about Homo sapiens, but. Um... <laughs> I need a video, but I hate okay, being on ahead. camera. Right. What are my options? Now I know why we're kicked off. I can hire a presenter. All the places. All right. You have the honor of having you on the program rather than me making a book recommendation. You do. You've just come back from vacation. You must have taken a pile of books. I did. Which among them would you recommend? Um, on the fiction side. Uh, the Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, terrific book, uh, powerful, uh, discussing some of the issues around race uh, and American history. The other book that I really enjoyed, uh, a book by an Israeli author, uh, Yuval Harari, called Sapiens. And 
it, it's a sweeping history of the human race uh, from 40,000 feet. Uh, and part of what makes it so interesting and provocative is that uh, because it's such a condensed, sweeping history, um, it talks about uh, some core things that uh, have allowed us to build this extraordinary civilization uh, that we take for granted but weren't a given. Uh, and uh, gives you a, a sense of perspective in how briefly we've been on this earth, how short uh, things like agriculture and science have been around, and uh, why it makes sense for us to say it, uh, not take them for granted. And uh, you know, it goes back to keeping the long view in mind. You know, uh, oftentimes when I'm going through a really difficult problem in the presidency, I think back to one of my first foreign visits to Cairo. And after I gave a speech there, uh, we went to the pyramids. And I had all afternoon to wander through it. One of the perks of being president was they kind of cleared out the, uh, the crowds. And, um, and then, you know, pyramids live up to the height. They're magnificent. Uh, but as you're looking at the hieroglyphics and uh, you're getting the background on how they were built and uh, the Egyptian government at the time, um, you're reminded that uh, I'm sure they had their versions of polls and scandals and, uh, you know, economic uh, ups and downs. And, you know, what's left is those pyramids. Um, so that's what I mean about not sweating the small stuff. You know, it, it, uh, in the sweep of history, we get a very small moment in time. We try to treat people, I always tell my daughters, treat people kindly, be useful, uh, use your time well, um, but remember you're part of uh, uh, the larger sweep of, uh, of this big story that, uh, that brings us all together. Time and chance happen to them all. Yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, sir. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and that larger okay. thing affecting us all is going to be the transhumanist Well, see, that's future, why, I was, so. why I went through the whole three minutes, because I'm going, okay, I want to see, you know, what he what he says. You know, is he going to say, you know, is he going to be like, uh, yeah, what and we got to. Well, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I was looking for him um, saying something like, you know, yeah, and. The Egyptians really controlled their people. You know, they got they built a pyramid. You know, we need to build pyramids, and we need people to do what we tell them to build pyramids or something. But the um, uh, spend a lot of time on that book. You know, it's like that book. Have you read the book, or you know what the book is? No, I just found out about that clip like a week ago, and then I've got like a whole bunch of other books in front of me right now, so that I've got to uh, that I've got to get through. And one of them is, and John Snyson turned me on to this, and actually I've got it packed right now because I'm actually heading to Mexico tomorrow. But uh, I've, there's a book where it's actually, if you type, let me try to find It's uh, Stuart P. McIntosh, and who this, and it's, I think it's like reshaping the, what is it? Let me just go. I mean, and, uh, I have it like, 
probably eight feet over this way. Go, go, go get it. 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 Now we all get new information. We need some new information. So, you know? so you have to give a background on who this guy is. So this guy, Stuart P. McIntosh, and again, you know, credit to John Snyson on this, is that he is the head of the uh, group. G, I think it's called the G30. And so basically, what this is is it's a think tank of the large of the thirty most influential central bankers in the world. So you've got like two people there from like the Bank of International Settlements there, like two people from oh, the Federal Reserve. Then you've got, you know, Bank of Israel, Bank of Canada, Bank of Japan, all, like, all you it's, know, yada, yada, it's yada. It's bankers. Yeah, so this guy is the top guy of that. And, you know, the whole God. thing is all like going ESG, where they're going like all their like green woke type funds. But anyways, he has a book called Climate Crisis Economics. And I shit you not, it's a globe with a gas mask on it. So you see here, you know, Climate Crisis Economics, Stuart P. McIntosh. But his own cover art is a globe with a gas mask. And, like, you almost can't even just, like, make this stuff up. And it's, like, almost the exact same color blue as, like, uh, Klaus Schwab's book down there as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, how I never even heard of this guy uh, when he's the head of this G30 group, which I never even talk about this G30 group as well. Because, I mean, all it's all about these gigantic scans with the same people that brought you big oil and the same people that brought you – Central banking are now going to bring us a world where we've got to pay these indulgences to basically different parts of the environment that, that we're going to be kicked off these parts of the environment and everything's going to be going into carbon taxes and carbon credits. Now, I haven't read the book, but I mean, I have listened to some of his interviews and, uh, you know, it's just that these like anyone that buys into obviously not your audience, the, all the green stuff. It's just all a gigantic scam. Like, oh, yeah, like the richest people in the world and central bankers, like, really give a shit about, you know, actually treating people fairly. And no, it's a mechanism by which they protect their monopolies. You know, it's just yeah, like absolutely. now, you know, uh, a lot of businesses, they want to do business and they come in, they start a business. It used to be you just did a business. You didn't need a permit for a business. You just do a business. So then I know that's amazing. So they, they go like this. They say, I want to do business. OK, you buy the equipment, you get the bin. And then. There's some regular regulation. Oh, I'm sorry, you're not doing it right. You got. I give you a perfect example. When I first came across this, and this is a good illustrative example. When I started my own business, we had Motivity Auto Detailing. You know, I had uh, you know units, little trailers, and so on. We'd go around, and I had crews go and detail cars. I did for years, decades. I mean, we still had the business right up until uh, we left Arizona. And, um, but then we added Motivity laundry service. We'd pick up, you know, we had bags with number, you know, had their customer ID on it. And we'd pick up and shoe shine and, you know, uh, uh, you know, dry cleaning, do that for them. And their laundry all comes the next day, boom, it comes back and they're done. They get their laundry done. Well, then we were, you know, expanding. And I saw LA Law was a TV show in the 80s, early 90s, whatever it was. And I saw one of the lawyers, he had somebody come and cut his hair. And I go, well, that'd be awesome. Because I wanted the service industry because, you know, you don't have um, taxes that you got to pay, you know, on services in Arizona. You know, you're not paying like a sales tax. Or so you, you get tax-free on your supplies and so on. Then you go, you perform the service, give me money, we're done. Now a lot less paperwork. So that was working well. We did that for years. And uh, then later, at a restaurant and so on, but because I got burned and, you know, I couldn't do the chemicals. But what happened was when I wanted to do the mobile haircutting, all of a sudden, oh, hell no. Now, oh, you got to, 
You can't mobile go unless your mobile unit or somebody cutting hair has a home base. You have to have a salon. Now, even to sell Vidal Sassoon, you know, studio um, uh, uh, hair products and so on, the licensing was it had to be in an actual salon that had chairs. So they would have this big beauty place. You know, where they had all these different things, but to be able to sell them, they had to have a single chair back in the corner and somebody cut hair every other day or something. And I'm like, what kind of stupid crap is this? Well, it's a cosmetology board, and it's just like all these different boards. Well, of course, who makes up the board? Well, it makes up they get legislation passed to create a regulatory agency that the industry populates. And that industry says you can't go out in a van and be a dental hygienist and clean somebody's teeth in your van, you know, preventative maintenance. You can't have a, you know, van or, you know, go out with your scissors and comb and go cut somebody's hair without meeting all these other requirements of having a chair in a physical location that they can shut your ass down kind of thing. Well, later, the Institute for Justice uh, got involved in this because we were like, man, this is just stupid. You know, you could have a big go cut somebody's hair. It'll grow back. I mean, what the hell is your problem? It's a, I mean, if I can't control my own freaking hair, that'll grow back. You know, we got issues in a society. Seriously. I, you you see lucky my, they have hair. Yeah. I, right. So, I, so then I go, you know, this is, this is just BS. Well, there was a woman that started doing um, uh, Afro hair, black hair, you know, corn rolling and grating and stuff like that. Well, they don't even teach that in the cosmetology, cosmetology um, uh, classes that they have in Arizona. So to get your license in there, you go get your cosmetology license, have to spend you know tens of thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours and yada, 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 and they don't even teach what she was doing. So she's like, screw you, I'm just doing it. Well, in the black community in South Phoenix or whatever, she, she's braiding hair. She got business, she's doing the hair braid. They came after her. Well, the Institute for Justice argued, you know, getting had it freed up and she can do it and you guys can suck it. Well, that is a perfect example of how all of this stuff works. And when they want to get environmental green of whatever, they just create a regulatory agency to where their industry is protected from competition. That's what's going on. So when you have all, whenever you see all this stuff, what you can and can't do for health and safety, it's always for health and safety. They can do whatever the hell they want for health and safety. So you got health and safety. I'm like with Mike Rowe, safety third, baby, you know, <laughs> dirty jobs. So this is what's going on. And it's going to happen with drone delivery with Amazon. It's going to happen with, you know, whatever the hell you can come up with. Anybody that's got an innovative, creative, I'll just do it in my local whatever and carve out a business for myself in the West Valley of something. Nope, not allowed. you got to comply and have lawyers and compliance officers of yada, yada, yada to prevent competition unless you're a big, giant, rich, I'm going to just plow my way through it anyway, which is what happened to Tesla. They refused to allow them to have dealerships because they didn't have – I don't know what the hell their thing was. You know, you had to order online. All right, fine, we'll just order online. You know, but you couldn't have, oh, yeah, they had to have a, a franchise dealership with a service to, to be able to sell. I mean, it's just they do this stuff on purpose, and the reason is because we let them. We let them get away with it, you know, because, you know, we're 
not in the car business or we're not in the medicine business or we're not in the delivery business or we're not. So as a principle, all this stuff has to go away. And it sure as hell is with banking and legal tender laws and all this other stuff. So I'm yeah. seeing it's all starting to be seen for what it is, and that's where the battle is going to be, in my opinion. So this is insane. I'm looking up right now the Arizona Cosmetology License Verification. Right. And it is actually way more involved than we are talking about. So it's, there's 14. So this is before. This is uh, These hours are only for pre-registering for the examination after they've already attended school. So you need 1,450 hours of cosmetology training. 500 hours of aesthetic training, 500 hours of nail tech training, 500 hours of cosmetology instructor training, 400 hours of aesthetic instructor training, 250 hours of nail tech instructor training. So, or if there's now it says there's a new license type, hairstyling uh, is a thousand hours. So you need and they don't even teach what she was doing. And that's like, yeah, and that's like after you've already gone to school, and then you have to then register for something else after you do the thousand hours. And this is like how they're making it easier to do things going forward. So and, for uh, us get... to be even have a chance of mobile haircutting, motivity, you know, hairstyling or something like that is what we were going to do. Because we do, you know, lawn, landscaping, pool cleaning. I mean, you know, we're just going to have motivity services. We're adding on. I mean, I may still do that someday with a grandkid or something. I mean, we already got all the artwork and everything. I mean, we, I did it for, God, you know, 20 years, you know. So I you know, ran this company. So I'm just going, all right, and I learned a lot. You know, with uh, just in taxes and regulation and stuff for a service to clean a car. I go and you. Wow. Really? Wow. All right. So massage therapist, 700 hours, uh, barber license in Arizona, 1500. This is cosmetologist license, 1600 hours. Yep. Uh, damn. So just so to do it, I had to open a salon, hire People that come in, I'm not even sure I could do it. The owner has to be licensed or whatever. Have a, a place so that they could use that as an excuse to go out and cut somebody's hair. And even then, they had some other regulations. I'm going, who is this? And that was one of my early forays into government, even before I started doing my father's trailer company and so on. That was the first time that I could see what was going on. I go, you guys don't want people to compete. That's what's going on. You know, it didn't take me long to see what, you know, how this regulatory thing was working. And I'm going, man, it's a philosophical thing. What is under health and safety, they will do any and everything they can to regulate the economy and what they grow in food, you know, everything. So this whole concept of health and safety and government serving me, you know, has to go away. There is no fixing it. You know, there's a banding in it. It's done. When you guys get down to something I can tolerate, you know, let me know. But, man, it better be really small. So, yeah, I mean, it should all be based on reputation. You know, so if this person's over here, you know, messing up everyone's hair, then obviously people yeah, don't you know, go there. lose their business real quick and not go there. Maybe we need some sort of shirt. It's like, uh, cut my hair, I don't care or something. There you go. For, there you go. There you go. I think it's something better than that. So, uh, so let's get back to the banking thing. They create this regulatory Whatever, what these group of thirty? What's their advocacy? What are they screaming for? I mean, right now, I'm mean, just judging. I mean, I'm not an expert in it, but I mean, it would appear that they want to, you know, have everything, you know, going towards digital currency. Then, obviously, promoting all the. I mean, it's, the book is called "Climate Crisis Economics," so I mean, they want to use, you know, the carbon tax credit as a motivation to, to different whatever. carbon taxes, and then you know, saving the environment. And then there's to be natural asset 
classes or corporations that are then going to be, you know, getting us off the land, then we're going to have to be paying different sort of taxes to maintain the land that's only made for the elite that we're not going to be able to go to anyways. And then eventually they want to, you know, basically kill us all off and then have, you know, a super class of humans that are merged with machines to live forever. If we're skipping to the end of, uh, you know, not really sugarcoating what's really going on. But, uh, you know, I guess getting back to some of like the other economic data, you know, before we get going here, uh, you know, this came out from today, but producer prices rose 11.2% from a year ago in March. This is the biggest gain on record. So year over year, uh, producer price index is up 11.2% from the government's even own numbers yeah. that just came out today. So that's, uh, they're saying that that's the most on, on record for the PPI, but you know, it's just, obviously they're not counting the real way. And if you go to like shadowstats.com, which would be great to have, I would love to actually get John Williams on. And I know I've tried to email him back and forth before, but uh, you know, at his website, it shows that going off the 1980s numbers, that today's inflation would probably, I mean, eyeballing this, but probably about 17% and going off about 1990s numbers, you know, again, eyeballing this would probably about 13% inflation right now. And so, uh, and I'm not really exactly sure how the, I should know how the PPI difference from the CPI, but, uh, you know, even the, even the rig numbers are really bad. And so if you have a 10% inflation, effectively every, every 7.2 years, everything, your purchasing power is getting cut in half. And so you've got so many seniors who, A, don't have very much money to begin with. And even if you have a million bucks, you know, the million bucks is going to get you maybe like $40,000 a year in retirement. And 10 years from now, the $40,000 will buy you 20000 And Hey, like, man, I just turned 61. I'm pretty soon I'm going to be collecting me some buy a loaf of bread money. Yeah, I mean that's you know, at, at the rate things are going. I mean that's you know, you know maybe we'll, we'll be lucky to get a loaf of bread. But there's another. I don't have it pulled up right in front of me. Let me go look for it real quick. But there was uh, about in a couple of weeks. It, this is going back to March 24th. There was an, an article out there where it showed varying. Uh, you know what? Some anyways. I, I'll just go off memory right now. But what it was showing is that, and I'm you know don't hold me to the exact number, but it was showing that as of March 24th that investment grade bonds i think we're down like 6.9 percent like government bonds were down like six percent and high yield bonds were down like six and a half percent and the stock market was down five percent and uh and then basically had commodities were up you know like like a shit ton and oil was up a crap ton and then basically everything else was negative but what was most fascinating about this and this is a concept i've been talking about pretty much since the beginning when i've been coming on to your show was that the investment grade bonds did the worst of anything. So if anyone that wanted to be in air quotes safe, the safest thing to a lot of people is going into not saying your listeners, but I'm talking like the average public is to go into bonds. And so with a bond, you're, you know, giving a company or, or a government money and that, well, unless you're in Europe, then uh, they actually, you get less money back because they have negative bonds over there, but over here, then you get, you know, a piddly amount of interest back. Now, what is happening is that when interest rates go up, the underlying values of bonds go down. Obviously, the rates have been going up. The 10-year has been shooting up. Not looking at it right this second. Okay, I know we've talked about like, that, and you had it explained, and it still hasn't really stuck with me. When bond interest rate, you buy um, – I buy a $1,000 bond, okay? It has an interest rate of whatever the hell it is. The bond that I bought, I got it at uh, – just to round it out, I got 10%. The 10% going – then that $1,000 bond goes to 20%, and the value of my bond that I bought at 10% goes 
down, right? Yeah. So if you have, have a ten-year, if you have a ten-year duration bond, or if you had a twenty-year duration bond, you just take whatever the duration is, and for every one percent interest rates go up, then that's how much the underlying value of the bond would go down. So if you have a ten-year bond, rates go up one percent, million bucks. Your million bucks is now nine hundred thousand. Rates go up two percent on a ten-year bond because compounding is probably right around like seven hundred eighty thousand. Now the problem is you're getting like I don't know you're getting like fifteen thousand dollars a year interest because you know if you're lucky or maybe even less than that depending on when you bought that bond. And so let's say you're getting fifteen thousand dollars a year interest. Okay, you'll get your money back in ten years, but by then all the horses have already left the barn, and you've lost you know probably half half your purchasing power at the rate things are going. And the other thing is, I mean, what does the Federal Reserve hold on its balance sheet? I mean, they hold primarily government bonds. I mean, they also hold mortgage bonds and. I guess they hold some of it, you know, Black Rocks, junk bond, bullshit funds that are in there too. But in essence, the collateral that the Fed has could get to the point where the Fed is actually, uh, instead of making money, because they, they actually do give back 6%. I mean, it's so nice that they give back 6% of all the uh, profits. Uh, sorry, 94% of all the profits go back to the Treasury. And so I'm like, well, what happens in the event that the rates start going up and instead of you guys actually having, you know, profits – that there actually ends up being losses. I'm like, would you ever get to the point where you are, you know, going to send the treasury a bill? And so actually I had asked back in the day, had asked, uh, you know, David Schweiker to ask Janet Yellen that question. And yeah. that question actually did get asked to Janet Yellen. And then Peter Schiff actually commented on that question as well. And Janet Yellen said that my scenario was impossible. And I'm like, impossible. I'm like, it's pretty much Inevitable. the most likely scenario. <laughs> And, like, a fucking alien attack is technically possible, uh, let alone, uh, especially these days, I mean, let alone having, uh, oh, my God, look at trading economics and, like, even, like, their their thing right now is, like, showing, like, Ukraine colors. And I mean, I can't, can't, even, can't escape this anywhere I go. <laughs> like, even the trading economics fucking symbols in, in Ukraine colors. Uh, but it's uh, – you know, that's what we're starting to see happen right now with the rates. You know, the 10-year right now is 2.66. Uh, yesterday, I think it was like 2.8. But, I mean, we've, you know, crept up a lot, you know, in a very small amount of time. I mean, back in, you know, March 2020, it was, you know, pretty much like, I don't even know. It was like, you know, 0.5% or something or maybe even less than that. And so that's a dramatic increase. So for people that bought 10-year bonds to be extra safe back then, uh, I mean, if you someone bought you know a ten-year bond in March 2020, that thing, if they bought a million-dollar bond, was probably worth like eight hundred thousand dollars now or something. So getting absolutely shellacked. If they bought a thirty-year bond, I mean, you guys are smart enough to figure out that then you know you're down thirty percent for every one percent you're going up. Or let's say you know because eventually all this stuff's probably going to be turned around anyways, and the Fed funds rate is going to be back probably at zero because. And actually, I guess you could actually make the argument that the Fed funds rate is actually more in real terms negative now and interest rates might be more uh, or like the mortgage rates might be actually on a real term basis cheaper now, than, aside from like the last like month or two. But, you know, if for much of this past, you know, whole pandemic or much of the past, you know, 14 years, interest, you know, interest rates have been you know next to nothing or, the you know, you can get mortgages for like 3% or even less than 3%. Uh, you know, not even too long ago. So if you have inflation that's stated at, you know, zero and the mortgage rates at three, then you've got, you know, a plus 3% real rate of inflation. I mean, obviously, you know, assuming going off the government numbers that are fake, but now if the government's admitting that the number is eight 
and that the uh, mortgage rates are five, I mean, it technically costs you less than you know, the negative 3% of what the actual even inflation rate is. And so, you know, the Fed doesn't have the balls and doesn't have the wherewithal. The American people don't have the wherewithal to be able to deal with the actual pain of stopping this. And so, you know, the only way to stop it is to deal with a ton of pain. But then if you don't stop it, you're going to deal with a ton of pain through inflation. So, you know, it's sort of either way, you know, you're basically bankrupting everybody. So you're either bankrupting them through, you know, having a deflation and having all their assets uh, going down. But then again, a lot of people don't even own very many stocks or assets. So, you know, it doesn't really affect you know, that equation doesn't really affect directly about 90% of people probably in America. And uh, on the other side of the equation, if you don't get the inflation under control, well, then you're going to bankrupt those people because everything they're going to buy is going to, you know, go through the roof and their, uh, you know, income is going to keep up with that. So that's probably the more uh, likely scenario that it's, it's easier for the government to keep inflating and for the Fed to pretend that they're doing something or having a boogeyman. And, and my long running thesis going back to 2013 is that, Back in 2013, I first uh, postulated the idea that we were going to have a war with Russia or China, and then that was going to be used as a pretext to bring down the dollar. So then that way you can then blame the collapse on, oh, those damn dirty Russians or Chinese or everything was going great. And so that way you wouldn't actually have, uh, you know, blaming it on the underlying systemic problems that this was always going to occur anyways. And, and actually, I did go back and found a video I did on March 6, 2020, saying, uh, you know, two years, you know, we're going to look back a couple of years from now as these being the good times right now, because we're going to use this pandemic, whether this is like a month before even the movie pandemic even came out and about, you know, 10 days before lockdown and saying, you know, these are going to be the good times because they're going to use this virus manufactured or not to, you know, lock everybody down and to take away our freedoms and take away our rights. And, and the initial game plan was to get a war with Russia or China and bring it down the dollar that way. But now that they've pivoted, pivoted to using this pandemic and and so now we've gone back around to you know having russia thrown in there and it's just you know the full spectrum dominance of them you know screwing us you know seven ways to sunday on on all this stuff and i'm not trying to sound like super negative on any of the stuff because i think you know going forward people in uh you know crypto will probably do pretty well and people in precious metals will probably do pretty well and people in commodities will probably do pretty well but you know unfortunately you know, the average American's purchasing power is going to get absolutely shellacked. And then they're all going to, you know, call on the government to help them out. And then the help is going to be CBDC, universal basic income, and then mark of the beast. And then we're absolutely screwed. And so, you know, unfortunately, there's going to be some sort of problem reaction solution. I just don't know how the only thing I'm trying to wrap my head around is how they pull off a cyber attack and try to promote a CBDC because it seems like if you have a cyber attack and all of a sudden you can't use the money, then it's going to be like, so I don't know how they're going no, to No, they'll be it. the only ones that will be able to transact or use the internet, you know, yeah, for a so week until they don't or, want to. Yeah, maybe we'll all be using like Starlink or something, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's going to be interesting times. I mean, I'm having a great time, you know, throughout all this it's been, you know, pretty good apocalypse over here for me, uh, you know, just trying not to uh you know because i used to always like the past like 10 years i'd like wake up and be like oh it's today the day that you know the shit has, is going to hit the fan and you know because growing up you know ha having graduated college in 2008 and having the first day on the job at neiman brothers you know really sort of then you know puts you into like this weird frame and then ever since you know we've been into this whole pandemic and we're sort of like in the midst of us fine right now the tenure treasury is exactly 2.666 uh just by coincidence but uh 
you know, now that we're like in the, th- in the throes of it, it's, you know, I feel like I'm sleeping fine. I'm waking up fine. I'm not really going and checking the news to see what's going on in terms of, I mean, I'm, I'm still like, obviously like addicted to the news and how I first knew that I had a problem with the news is that, uh, and I luckily, I mean, I've stepped it back probably like, yeah, the shoes you threw at the TV all the time. I mean, no, how I knew is when you told me I needed to quit reading so much news. And I'm like, man, if I've got the publisher of Freedom's Phoenix telling me I'm going through too many articles a day, then uh, that's how I know I have a problem is when Ernie tells you you've, you've got a problem. you, you got a problem. Through too, many, <laughs> through too many things. And, uh, and that was probably like 2016, 2017 telling me that. And so I've uh, calmed it way down since then because it's all bullshit. And obviously – you know, we already know a lot of the answers to this and, you know, we already see where they're going. And so it's not, you know, that's one thing that came to mind. It really had a big impact on me. Uh, I mean, we kind of knew this. It's just always good to have somebody say it in a phrase and you're sitting with hundreds of people listening to it. When we were listening to David Ike down in Narcopoco. And if you know the destination, you can see the journey. Yeah. That was his theme. He kept saying it through the whole thing. And I'm going, you know, that is exactly how it works. If you already know where they're going, you just see all the stuff they have to go through and what the defense against it is. So you might as well just do an end run, go around and get there first and get ready and build your fort for whatever invasion, you know. And um, uh, it definitely was going to be programmable money. It was going to, and that's why in the second letter of Captain Mark we did years ago was I don't need you to create another link in the blockchain to the crown. I mean, you know, don't sit there and you know develop my enslavement. I mean, why are you doing that? That's not that's not helping me. You know, so it's um, if you know where they're going, which is where are they going, Tim? You know, you go after doing all this all these years and you going through the process and being you know, in with the Zeke Heil of the regulatory of your license and certification of all that BS. And then you go, eh, I think I'll decline. And you start doing other stuff. And I got a client, you know, for you maybe. I got to talk to you about that real quick. But um, as you're doing this, you're going, at what point do you realize that you just need to prepare at the end and not fight all these little things? I mean, you know, what is your view of what's coming? I mean, I, I was already talking about before, I guess, like the transhumanist type future and trying to, you know, lock people down and vaccine passports and all that stuff. You know, you're, you know, I almost, I want to say readers because I, Sam Tripoli has a show called Cash Jetties where they accidentally messed up one time and called their viewers uh, and listeners readers. So now I, for some reason, like I always want to call like the people readers, even though they're not reading this, but uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm not just some idiot. That's just, uh, you know, one of the inside jokes that they have. But, you know, when you're getting into this transhumanist future and agenda, where things are going, and you see the entire journey, like all the little day-to-day outquitted type stuff, and, you know, God bless all the you know people in alternative media that are commenting on whatever, like, the outrage of the day is. But I think that even, outrage. you know, I'm not really out there commenting on whatever, like, the political football outrage of the day is. So, you know, you got, like, your Tim Pools of the world who are, you know, are making videos every day about, like, oh, look at whatever, you know, they basically take whatever the thing is and then, amp it up and to some extent I well think that's what jones converting. always did he was looking at what was google trending whatever the hell was and that's how he got his traffic built up because he would comment on every single message that they were trending that they were pushing you know so that's that's you know that's what luke does what tim does all these guys do but they are not really at the end waiting for i mean they get a good philosophy and i'm glad you know some one less thing i got to do but 
I don't need every single freaking show to the daily outrage. You know, I need to get prepared for the bigger picture. Yeah, I think when you're stuck, you know, in the daily outrage, I mean, I think it was like Richard Grove who said it best is that basically, you know, Alex Jones is, you know, keeping people on this carousel of fear and you're really, you know, not ever really trying to get off that carousel. Like what's the actual, uh, you know, solution to this. Now he is starting to promote Bitcoin a little bit and, you know, there is, you know, I think there is, you know, good information he gets out and he's got great guests that come on You do hear stuff they don't really hear anywhere else. But, uh, but yeah, to some extent, you know, you're, dealing with, you know, maybe, you know, hyped up, you know, 20, 25 year olds listening to him. I mean, yeah, there's probably, you know, 60, 70, 80 year olds listening to this right now. They're listening to him too. And I still listen, you know, spot check what's going on there too and appreciate it. But you have to be, just be aware of, you know, not to let your own like psyche get too far down or like letting that energy sort of like take you down a notch because they, you know, they do sort of keep you like in this fear based sort of mentality of, you know, we're all going to die, you know, black pill type stuff but i mean i guess you know we're all going to die uh, unless we're getting uh you know merged with with the machines and so really when you know like the end game just how evil it is and i don't did you see that the big that new big documentary that's going around everywhere in the past day the that, water thing uh, it's like watch the water yeah that's like Stu that. peters and i got it from everybody i got it on my desktop and right after this show while i'm editing doing i'll start it and see what's up you know but I got it from everybody. I mean, yeah, I, I watched, like, it, last, I watched it last night, then I watched Josh Sigerson's rebuttal to it. And uh, I mean, definitely fascinating. I think there's like components of it that are, are true. There's other components of it that, uh, you know, I think are sort of buying into the fact that COVID actually exists uh, and that you can test for it using a PCR and that there was these millions of people who are dying when in actuality, like a lot of people who are just dying of regular things were getting treated as, you know, called COVID. And I, definitely buy into like all the remdesivir part of what they're saying but you know i'm, I'm not going to give like a carte blanche just like oh yeah i agree with everything but uh and i do and at one point they're talking about having like, like a spoiler alert uh basically snake venom i think is what they were saying was the actual uh you know what COVID is and that basically monoclonal anim- antibodies and remdesivir are sort of like these like anti-venom and so essentially you know like the bad guys like the lizard people i guess like the david ike and sam Tripoli would talk about that you know having like this mrna and a lot of what they're doing with the mrna shots from and again that's sort of like a layman on this obviously not like an expert i just watched it like late last night is that you know in order to make like these uh, mrna shots stable like they're using like this i think some sort of like venom or like cobra venom or something to go into people and so literally they're you know it could be splicing your dna and inserting it with some sort of like snake reptilian type venom and so it's like oh wow, it's this... real reptiles that's <laughs> like damn it like another one more thing that that uh you know david ike and them were were right on and but you know but he's trying to theorize that it was coming through the water and then i just don't i mean to me it's just like well you know most of the water you know doesn't even end up going down your throat anyways it's on your lawn or something else you know like 90 something percent and so you know, and, and how would you get that much snake venom and where would you produce it? And so I don't necessarily know if it was through the water. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting theory. The whole thing was interesting. I mean, I really like the remdesivir part in the beginning. I mean, by like, I mean, a very, you know, gallows humor type like, because my dad's best friend recently uh, passed away from COVID, but it was, it wasn't from COVID. It was because the doctors fucking killed him, putting him on remdesivir when he already had a kidney transplant 
And I was telling him, if you go and get this, you're going to die and they're going to kill you. Don't do it. And he said, okay, Joe Rogan to me, making fun of me. And now he's dead at 57 years old. My dad's best friend, uh, you know, who was super chipper on the phone when he's in the hospital. He'd already had, you know, I don't say COVID in, in air quotes. And he was triple vaxxed too. So let's just put that out there too. So, you know, because he was immunocompromised from a previous, uh, you know, kidney transplant. And I'm like, the worst thing you can do for a kidney transplant person is put someone on remdesivir, which like the main side effect is targeting your kidneys. And like, I was trying to send him just different, this, a lot of information. Apparently this Dr. Artis is sort of like known as like the remdesivir guy. And, and that information he was shedding was, uh, well, I guess no pun intended shedding, but uh, that information <laughs> he was talking about was, uh, you know, I thought was really spot on. I thought the, there probably is something to it with the snake stuff, because just look at all the symbolism and then you know, like the Catholic church has got like all these snake stuff and like the Vatican basically translates to like snake pit. And you've got, you know, Caligula setting up the Vatican and, uh, and it's just there. Uh, and then, uh, then even like one of like the medical, like the symbol for DNA is kind of like two snakes, like sort of like, isn't it like sort of like two snakes like wrapped around Yeah, the Caduceus or. And Josh was even talking about how, like, even like the symbol for money is sort of like a snake with like a staff, you know, miter going through it as well. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, I think that there is some truth to it, and I think it was definitely fascinating and a great perspective. But, you know, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that, he, that this guy has, like, bad. Guy has what? Motivation. But, you know, it's just there to make people think. And I think, you know, there's probably more truth to that than obviously whatever bullshit's coming out of, uh, you know, the mainstream media or something like that. But, yeah, it was very interesting. It had me uh, – captivated i had yeah, i had people sending it to me like right away as well and um, yeah i wonder what it was i want to know the secret of how he got that distributed so fast i mean if i got it from well i think he was half on, a day three or four different vectors man i had to put yeah, it he up. was on war room with with owen schroyer then which was like one of the alex jones guys then he was saying okay you know in an hour we're going to be releasing it with uh, Stu Peters, and then like an hour after that, they're releasing another one with Mike Adams, and like and at the same time releasing another one on like Frank Speech TV or whatever. And so I think he had like four or five different vectors of different pre-can interviews, like all ready to go, all hitting the ground running on this. And you know, and I think kind of like in the greater conspiracy slash alternative media, you know, there unfortunately there is sort of like a blind spot of people just like glom onto something because there's so much bullshit coming from you know mainstream media that they see something and everyone automatically is going to buy into it hook like and sinker and so i think there is a lot of truth and there's probably like different you know i think it does raise a lot of questions and uh, i thought it was interesting but you know i just don't it's, I, it's not really a video that you can go and show someone that's not really awake because like i think the first half of it you could talk about remdesivir but then once you get into all the other stuff i think it's just so far out there not saying i there's not like any truth to it but like you're not going to be able to show some, you know, normie status person this entire documentary without them like rolling their eyes or something. But, you know, with that said, with their smoke, their fire, if you were to try to pull some super evil thing, what would you do? Well, you would probably inject, you know, you'd inject people with like uh, things that, you know, insert lizard uh, snake DNA into our own DNA to you know, basically fuck with us. So, I mean, okay, so it wasn't could, like they're going to put snake venom in the water enough that everybody gets poisoned it's that the snake venom it's um used as a uh, dna code to get into changing you in some way and 
well, it's using the, and, people and the mRNA not? technology to make it stable, but then it's, they're saying also a lot of like the symptoms of COVID also have to deal with like the same symptoms you're going to have with, uh, you know, snake venom poisoning as well. And then monoclonal antibodies is something also that is based, based monoclonal antibodies is basically like anti-venom. And so that's what it is. And it's, but they just say monoclonal antibodies. They don't say anti-venom. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not an expert in this. You know, I just watched it last night, you know, while doing some other stuff and working out. So, you know, I, I'm not like an absolute expert in this. Just like some of the, it was, it was interesting. It caught my, it captivated my attention. Uh, well, I'll watch do. it because I got it. I mean, damn, it got freaking every time I turned around, it was somebody was sending me something. And I'm going, okay, so I, you know, I put it up on, you know, you guys watch it. There it is. Peace out. But the, but, um, you know, but, but every I other Wednesday, it, yeah. I have a staff meeting that starts at 9 o'clock our time. But, you know, the first half an hour is usually a bunch of bullshit. So I just told them that I was going to be late to it. So right now I'm about 30 minutes late to it. But I, I told them I was going to be late. So, uh, Well, all right. Before you go, but, go ahead and, um, you know, give us uh, what we are expecting in the terms of the Biden administration response. we got Pisaki coming out going, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Biden did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. You know, and um, um, the, the words of Ernest GPI Hancock skip to the end. The, uh, the words of Ernest Hancock. Am I allowed not to care? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, no, because you're like in the. All right. I give you before you go, I give you a situation. Um, someone that you if don't know, at least know of, um, you know, doing well, has two homes or both probably, you know, one and a half million. Uh, she built. Got this one home in um, Prescott area and a nice place. And then almost across the street, across the field, was another one that they knew that they could really fix up. They put hundreds of thousands of dollars into it to make it like a super corporate, you know, um, retreat uh, Airbnb kind of thing. Right. So they get done with it and it's beautiful. They do the drone thing of the barn of the, I mean, oh my God, this is somebody could get their little piece of crap house in Southern California sold, come over and live large in this nice, very, very nice place. So she listed it for, you know, one and a half million dollars. And as soon as that goes under contract, they're going to list their other house that they're in. So then they got a chunk of money because they're like, man, it's not going to get better. We're not, the economy's going to go. Our original plan may not work. We're going to cash out. So they cash out and they're like, all right, we do that. We got a place, you know, some little siesta town of whatever the hell in Mexico that we can hang out that they like, you know, for a year or two and then take advantage of, uh, you know, uh, deals when they, you know, come back to America. So she's going, yeah, you got any suggestions? Or I go, one, Get the hell out of the dollar. That's the first thing, okay? Get all this stuff. Get out of the dollar. Get some assets. Get land. Get gold, silver, something, crypto. Get out. And uh, But they have 401Ks, and they got some other stuff that they're dealing with. And they're not that old. And maybe, you know, um, you know, she's constantly 39 for a while. But, you know, they're, they're you know, not my age. You know, probably older than you. But the um, – uh, so I go, you know, they go, you have any suggestions? I go, yeah. You know, talk to, talk to Tim. You know, just, you know, he, he can hook you up and spread you out over whatever and stuff. So given that rough, you know, their, their kids are older, they're all through their college thing or they're dealing with that and everything. So now they're healthy, you know, middle-aged, 
got a chunk of money willing to wait this out somewhere in Mexico? Uh, what do they do with their retirement? How do they make sure inflation doesn't kick the living crap out of them? Because this is what happened to my parents. They sat on their money and played stock market, and inflation just whittled it away. So I go, uh, I present you with this. What would be your suggestion other than call me and I'll spend your money for you? I mean, like, first off, I guess you'd have to think of, you know, what their sort of, like, living expenses are. Uh, I'm you know, in Mexico on the beach and don't have that much to have to worry about. Yeah, what, you ha- what you've got, you know, coming in already, are there, are there other sources? I mean, obviously you're not going to, you know, bank Yeah, there are IT sure. people that can, you know, move wherever they want. So they may have a positive income. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, so on the one hand, you know, is trying to, you know, see what the income situation is and then see, you know, depending on their, you know, exact age – it would sort of kind of depend what route we'd go down. Uh, but obviously, you know, having income that you can make anywhere in the world, you know, on a laptop on the beach, you know, is, you know, sort of like the ideal setup. And then it, then it just becomes a matter of, you know, how do we have other assets to basically keep up or get ahead of inflation? And so when the actual like January 6th was going down, like that's when I decided to get like a lot heavier into oil and commodities and I remember just watching it on the uh, on this one of the monitors up here that I'm looking at right now, and not even like really thinking that it was a big deal seeing the January 6 stuff going on because I uh, you know sort of somewhat you know expected that uh, you know some sort of setup or something that was going on. So I was then at that point thinking, okay, well obviously if Biden now is definitely going to be getting in here, he's going to try to shut down the uh, supply of oil. Or you know at least decrease it while you know now people are getting off lockdown, so the demand's going to increase. And so I thought like the easiest trade in the world was buying more oil, and so you know that ended up working out and doing some commodities because you can't print more commodities, you can't print more wheat, you can't print more more food, and so you know it's going to come down to a food thing. So I mean obviously you know getting yourself situated there, Mexico's you know pretty good for that because you know you're really close to the food source and you got kids you know slinging mangoes pretty much like in every corner. Uh, but, you know, it's having assets that are going to be, you know, somewhat outside the system. In terms of like the 401k, uh, you know, we can get that into, you know, actual crypto if they wanted to. Uh, you know, we could get that into like actual gold and silver, although like I'm more of a fan of someone just like actually having the gold and silver and not doing it through a 401k or IRA. Yeah. But, you know, at least you can do, uh, you know, different strategies with an IRA where you can convert some of it to a Roth, do some of your crypto stuff through there. But obviously, it makes sense to obviously have crypto on you, too, you know, getting into privacy coins. But, you know, it just kind of comes down to, like, what they're – now, I'm not, like, a big – like, I used to, like, back in the day, like, 2008 to probably 2018, 19, 20, do more of, like, you know, hey, we're going to model out, like, what your future is going to look like. We're going to, you know, invest this, and this is going to go up this percent. we got inflation going that. And I really think all that's really bullshit because – you know, every single financial planner is basically modeling out like, oh, we're going to have, you know, 2% inflation, 1% inflation. And, and you know, if you fiddle around with the numbers and change the 2% to like 5% inflation, basically, you know, like everyone's plans basically blow up. Uh, and so, you know, you got to have assets that are going to outlive inflation. So you don't want things like, you know, bonds, uh, at least like for a long-term time horizon, because eventually, you know, this is all going to be reset. Eventually, you know, there's going to you know there's going to be the day where the petrodollar system doesn't exist anymore and we're obviously getting very close to that with you know we didn't even touch i mean just imagine the fact that we've been yapping for an hour and a half and we didn't even talk once about the petro yuan didn't talk once about you know russia you know selling you know oil and 
you know, either like gold, rubles, or Bitcoin. We're way past all that stuff. This yeah. is, you know, the, the, I'm just saying blah, that the, blah, this blah, is like, the like there's so much shit going done. on that we didn't even talk about this because, you know, it's already, you know, this audience and us, like we are already past the point of, like, we don't need to be convinced. Or we don't need any more evidence, which is part of the reason why I don't have to get into the weeds of the news every day. Because, like, I don't need any more evidence that bad guys are doing bad things to me and they want to have, like, this whole satanic thing going down. So, I mean, without knowing the exact specifics, it's just, you know, trying to figure out ways to get current income then also trying to figure out ways to you know have other assets to you know help beat inflation and obviously you know getting people set up so that way they have you know energy sources and you know i talked with somebody yesterday i'm like well, why don't you just do a dry run and pretend that you don't have any power for two days and then it actually was on the melody Krause show talking about that i'm like do a dry run where you don't have power for a couple of days and see like what holes are in your game. See what things you wish you would have done, what you would have had. Because if you wait till this already is gonna occur, you're already way too fucking late, and it's gonna cost you way more money to go deal yeah, with I'm it. Yeah, I'm welding and- on my bus. Woohoo, man! I got some power. So didn't you do some uh, power upgrade on your uh, bug out trailer? Yeah, like a year ago, I had Bob's son, Bob Anderson's son, put hooked us up with solar. So I think I've got 750 watts up top. Uh, 400 amp hours lithium ion and then another system that has like another 100 amp hours plus another 200 deployable uh, that's like a whole separate system so about a thousand watts uh, total but for my little I mean, not super little like 31 foot travel trailer it's definitely more than enough yeah no i got um on my uh i i really went hollywood on the batteries because i could see that was where it was at so i got um, God, what do I got? 14 kilowatts, you know, 12, 12, 13 kilowatts. And, uh, which means batteries. That, yeah. Damn. I know. Then, and then, and then, and then, you well, know, what's the, I mean, an, an, an amp, wait, is that 1200 amp hour or how many amp hours do you have in batteries? Well, it's, um, uh, what is it? 24 volt, 200, two of those. And then, um, three battle borns. You know, because one of them went bad, so I reconfigured stuff. And um, so they're, uh, so it's like, yeah, 12kW. So you do the the math, you divide that by 24 volts, and you get how many watt, whatever. It's math. But it's enough to, you know, that, well, you know, if I got uh, a 1500 um, watt air conditioner, that means I can run it. I don't know, almost 10 hours on batteries, which means my lights last forever, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking about doubling up my batteries, maybe getting like 800 amp hours. And actually, that's like the only thing that's gotten cheaper the past year than the batteries. I mean, everything else has gotten like way more, way more expensive. But that's the only thing that's like slightly cheaper now. Uh, Well, they were cheap as hell before. I mean, I was like, damn. Well, I have 800 that I... You know, these flexible panels that we had, you know, uh, double-sided taped and silicone down on the roof. So I got 800 uh, watts on the roof. But i lucky in the middle of the day, the way they're angled and everything, uh, that I get maybe 400 amps, if that, you know. But then I have yeah, two. Yeah, Jackalope, I was filled up by, like, by the time I woke up, my batteries were already filled up again at Jackalope. Every single time, like, by the time. And I woke up, you know, pretty early, too, and, and uh uh, and every single time, I mean, by like 8 a.m., 7 a.m., I mean, the batteries are already filled again just from the sun out there. Well, I have uh, 480 that I deploy from underneath, you know, that I could put out, you know, some big, four big panels that fold out 
that, you know, real, you know, like house panels, you know, that I put in a, I built a drawer to put them in just in case I've, like, parked somewhere. Because this on the, the the bus is just, it's always charging. And it'll just run, you know, the refrigerator and keep, and I can positively charge. And, you know, so I could live on that as long as I got enough storage, which I did. But if I deploy the other 408, man, woo, I'd be making me some power, you know. So it, it's really, and I got the generator, well, we never run the generator anymore. I got, you know, a radiator redone, serviced it, got all maintenance on it, ready for this coming summer. But the um, uh, we only run it, Donna runs it in the morning because she's doing the hot water heater that's electric and the coffee maker coffee. and the microwave and all that kind of stuff. So she'll run it for a half hour just to not beat the crap out of the batteries right off the bat. But uh, other than that, we don't run it anymore because we added more storage capacity with those rack mount things because I just, I could, see, that's one thing I wanted to do in the couple of years that we're doing the bus thing is exactly what you're talking about, is see what you really need, what you really use. And a watt saved is a watt earned. So if you get higher efficiency refrigerators or mini splits or, you know, all this kind of stuff, all of a sudden, you know, you're better off. You don't need the power. You're more efficient. Well, hell, you know, and then the panels get more efficient and smaller and more powerful. And, you know, the inverters are cheaper and charge controllers are included inside that box. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not worried about electrical power. I already have all, you know, in storage, all the, you know, wiring and the inverters and the panels and the batteries and everything all done. The um, main thing that I'm concerned with is just uh, the man staying out of my way. You know, just let me be me over here. And they're like, nope. And they want to suck up your time, which is what's happening to Jay Noon. Now he's got Child Protective Services, you know, on him and his uh, kids, his life. They want to inspect and see because, you know, because they can. And he's like, nope, not going to happen. You guys can go away. And, you know, they just keep, you know, he's a free stater and he's armed and he's got children. And we want to. And he's fortunately, he's got like local law enforcement and everybody on his side and the politicians because they know this is a rogue thing. They just want children i mean you know and the hassle free staters well one of the families that they did was another neighbor of his and both of them they're going to run for legislature again because he used to be a house representatives well he was caught giving ivermectin to his kids oh gotta take the kids now you know so that became a thing cost him fifty thousand dollars in lawyers and whatever and finally got out of that but it's um uh these guys got to go away so that's going to be a campaign this summer. We're going to bring the love bus. I said, all right, you guys want to, you want to rock? You want them to pay? I want to help. You know, because it's Jay. You know, you know, Jay and Shallon and their kids are awesome. They're taking these raising little farmers and, uh, you know, none shall pass on his land. And the uh, police are sympathetic to him. And he's like, no, we get these guys are rogue, man. They're, you know, we're on your side, you know. And of course, and, uh, it's always like a big butch lesbian coming out there too to try to take his kids. Right. I mean, yeah, they're yeah they're they're pretty classic. You know, fill in the blank of this is a job works program, this health and human services kind of thing. You know, for the liberal left, and uh, they get a little shiny badge power. You know, trip, and then you know you got a deal. And there've been way too much of this. People having to you know defend against these guys as opposed to just ripping them out by the root. You know, let's just do it. Well, if they're going on that campaign, now I'm in, now I'm interested. I'm not for hacking at branches. Yeah, hopefully they'll realize that they are dealing with a very hard target in Jay and not like your average sheep that's out there and 
hopefully at some point back down, but you know, they might just, yeah, but they may want to use them as an example. And I think they feel they're up on the ropes and the people, the sentiments against everything uh, is going against them. And this is like, uh, I think this is the battle. You know, they, you know, they're going to, all right, we're going to go at the core. If we can break him, then we broke, we broken the will of all the free stater kind of the, all right, so here we go. So we want to, we want to play, we're going to help. And we can't get there until probably, you know, June. But uh, by then, it'll be a campaign. Because when you get with court dates and push out crap, it'll be till then anyway. So we're doing a campaign. And Bob is going, you know, because he's got a home back there in New England. And he's like, yep, so we're going to bring the Arizona activists. You know, are you going to go to Pork Fest this year? Uh, I mean, I'll know more in, uh, what is it, five days? when the- There will be a campaign. You need to go and have fun. Well, I mean, it comes down to the whole flying aspect, and so if I can't fly without a, wearing a fucking mask, and so that's going to get re- revised in five days, that whole deal. So, uh, but I, I do. I, oh, I don't care. I do have a wedding up in New York uh, right around that time, so it would be nice to be able to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. But you know, I don't. I really don't feel like like driving all the way up there with gas five dollars a gallon. It is going to be you know, what we always do. We'll set it up to where. We have several, you know, mass sign production, distribution, activists doing, you know, focus, trash can, flyer, newspaper creation, passed out stuff that will bring full spectrum dominance of what we do. And I told him, I said, look, I, all I need is your commitment and your wife's. You know, challenge it. You guys, got, I'm not getting in the middle of the marital disagreement. You guys got to be all in on this thing. Because if you guys are and the locals are, man, here we come. We're going to make it go work. And he's like, yep, done. Let's do it. I'm like, woo, here we go. Because this is a battle of um, how they're coming after you. They're coming after your children. You know, if you, you and they did this with the um, Canadian trucker thing. You know, they, they take your money. They take your accounts. They, you know, threaten your children. They, you're doing it wrong. The guy, I'm going, Damn, I think people are starting to realize, and with this campaign, they're going to realize just what we're all really up against. Dissent is not allowed, and, you know, especially in an empire of lies, you know. So um, the money thing, is there a crypto or crypto in general that you support or you think may come out of this? Or when they do the Goldman Sucks.gov coin, I mean, is that something – we should avoid or we're not going to be able to avoid. It's going to happen. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, I do like, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, pirate chain and uh, I mean, not investment advice in case SEC is listening to this or FBI or anyone else. But, uh, you know, things obviously like pri- privacy tech. Uh, I mean, the only, I guess, knock I have against Epic Cash is that, you know, Max Freeman, you know, sort of annoys me, and so does Thistle, who promotes it. But you know, aside, it's just like the two people promoting it, like literally, almost like doing like a disservice for it. Um, well, they're persistent. You know, that I just had Max on last night, and because uh, well, he because he might makes it out. What I don't like about him is that he'll go up to some guy that's like seventy years old and basically tell them that they should have like all their like maybe somebody doesn't even know about crypto and basically you know say that they should have all their money into Epic Cash. And, you know, not really let them know, oh, by the way, when we have like 100,000 volume and probably back in the day, it was probably more like 20,000 volume in any given day. But I guess, you know, I guess to his credit, though, if you're going to be for something that you should be, you know, some sort of maximalist. But I don't think, you know, he's confident promoting 
promoting something that's like number 700 coin or something should be something to be mad. I mean, it's something you take a flyer on. with. Uh, you, go, you guys just go listen to the show I did last night with him. I grilled the living snot out of him, you know, on all these yeah, very I mean, things. He, I'm sure he's got good answers. And he's a smart guy. And, and I've talked with him before Epic Cash even came out. So, you know, I know, I know Josh is a big fan of that. So, uh, you know, if, so maybe something like Epic Cash, I should probably go get some. I don't have any, but uh, you I, know, I, I think eventually like the privacy tech, because right now people are not valuing privacy. I mean, Monero, I don't even know what it is. It's probably like number 40 or something coin. And so when you've got the number. Manuro, I'm going to definitely get Manuro. me a bunch of Manuro, <laughs> you know, chick coin Manuro. from Danny Testament. He's doing what he, okay, this is the point. I know, I know, I know all about, I know all about it. Like, <laughs> no, I want the audience real quick. What happened was they were at the um, last year, right, exactly a year ago, when they did the Bitcoin conference in Miami, and it's oh, Bitcoin maximalist. Nobody else is allowed in. You guys can suck it. You're all shitcoin, okay? So they went ahead and said, okay, fine. So they started their own conference, shitcoin, down the street or whatever, right? So then you want shitcoin? I'll give you shitcoin. So, Danny, you can create your own coin because you're looking at, you know, different open source code on different features of you know, privacy this and difficulty that and immutability here. And then, you know, you can program. It's like going up to the Wayback Machine and turning dials. So he goes, and I could do this. Well, what about that? Well, you could add that if you want. Really? So he starts creating this Manuro, not Monero, but Manuro, Manure, right, shitcoin. And it's powered by doing memes, kind of like Dash was, because he was a big Dash guy. And, you, they, they, you know, by participation, you get mining and whatever the hell. So they're doing this, and it's taken off. People are like, hell yeah, that's going to be awesome. Kind of like Dogecoin. Dogecoin was just some crap coin that somebody just made as a joke, and then it got embraced by Elon Musk, and it's going to be Mars money or something, right? Or it's going to be traded in wallets that are created on their Model Pi, which is Tesla's new smartphone that's super kick-ass, because it's Musk kick-ass phone, and it. Um, has its own communication network using Starlink. So it's an Internet satellite, works anywhere in the world, mines crypto, will be useful on Mars, interface with Earth, with the blah, 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 blah. It's going to piss everybody off, okay? So this being able to mine on the phone, that's one of the things Epic Cash is you know wanting to do, and I'm having them work with uh, Matt Hill over at Embassy. Maybe they can do micropayments. If he can do it, do it peace i don't care you know but the thing is is that when they create these coins they can make it whatever they want but oftentimes venture capitalists come in and they want a certain feature it has to be able to work on uh, the man's lightning network with the digital bank of blah 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 and the wallet has to be interfaced with the new you know digital central bank currency of whatever the hell so the innovation in these currencies, you can make and do pretty much, you know, whatever you want to do. It's programmable money. But what do you program it for? You know, privacy, you know, immutability. Uh, you can't stop it. This. I mean, you know, uncensorship. I mean, what, what are you doing? Well, a lot of these, they need to have it to where and where Bitcoin, I think, went back when Blockstream to Castries and Bilderberger and all these guys got involved, is that it's GoldmanSucks.gov coin. See, that's why I was doing I'm going, I can see what's going on. You guys are creating years ago, decade ago. I go, you want it to be GovCoin. You're begging for them to take it as GovCoin. You want a Bitcoin ETF, and that's how you turn gold and silver into paper. You're going to do the same thing with Bitcoin, you sons of bitches. Well, screw you. You know, I'm not for that. 
You know, we do this over here. So a lot of these coins get better and better and better and better, but then it's the power of the network. You know, how many people do you got running nodes? How many people are trading it? How many exchanges are doing it? Well, sooner or later, it's going to be based on the merit, it's a, you know, especially money. You know, it's a meritocracy. Which one does it better, faster, easier, cheaper, or whatever? So when I go and I had to get some Ethereum to do, um, you know, float tokens. You know, I had bought a bunch back in the day when they first started whatever. So now they're do- doling those out. You got to get MetaMask as the wallet and do your, you know, NFT, all crap. Anyway, I, I just did what they told me to do. So I do all this stuff. And um, uh, to, to charge the wallet, you have to do some Ether you know, or um, Ethereum on there, you know, to be able to do their token BS. So I had... I you know got out. I put most of my stuff in other stuff. You know, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Just yeah, I know it's going. On, I'm just not feeling it. So out of principle, I just don't do it. Well, I had like twenty five dollars of Ethereum. I only needed like a dollar. So to move a dollar, it would have been seven bucks. So I go, what? So I move fifteen dollars, you know, or ten dollars over. It cost me seven dollars for a transaction on Ethereum. That is not a currency. You know that you can't use it. So that's not what it's made for. It's made for doing multi-sig contracts and doing other whatever the hell it is to be able to do these tokens and so on. So this is, yeah, I lost Tim there. So this is a, um, uh, one of the pulls on, you know, the problems with a lot of these other currencies that are required uh, usage for, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it, it's just way too expensive and it's not what I want. And a lot of the program, you can sit there and say what it is that you want. What do I want? I want um, uh, it to be, you know, private. I want it to be this. I want it to be that. Privacy is not even that big a deal with me. You want to know everything? Fine. But I don't want you to be able to stop it. You know, that is the important thing for me. So that is, um, you know, we, we'll talk more about, um, you know, let's see if he can come back on. But I did want to, you know, talk if there was a specific uh, crypto that he's advising in for these people that do it. So I, you know, just at least to talk to Tim and they, you know, have a bunch of money and they got, uh, um, you know, a chunk of cash that they wanted to do. There he comes back. And, uh, you know, does he have one that he, he does support? So, Tim, you know, is there one that you do support a crypto that you are a fave of or or you don't really have a favorite or you're doing it in some other way? How are you doing it? Can you hear me? You got your mic uh, muted. Unmute. Unmute. All right. And I'm on my there. phone right now because my, my internet went down. But uh, yeah, Don't you I have, have Starlink? I thought you had Starlink. Well, that's a backup. So actually, I don't even have. Uh, yeah, I didn't. It doesn't come with a roof mounting kit. So I sort of have it like ghetto up right now. But I do have. I have fiber, so this is a plugged-in fiber one that went down, and then I have Starlink as a backup, but I didn't feel like messing around with that, so I just grabbed my phone. But anyways, I do have to, I do have to get going to at least make like a five-minute appearance on this phone, on this uh, work call, the last five minutes of the call. Yeah, all right. But I do have to get running to that. Yeah, we need to do more. We yacked about a bunch of other crap, but you well, know, we'll, I mean, there's we'll really nothing. Going, we'll get something going on at Float Fest. I'll, I'll see you out there, so uh, you know that'll be a good time. Yeah, and I. I'm, yeah, solutions. I mean, what do you do? Okay, skip to the end. You would suggest 
how much you keep in uh, precious metals, crypto? Is there some stock market plays that you're doing? What are you doing for people that are ready to set this out? All right, well, let's skip to the end. Is, is you've had several people where they've used previous shows to help uh, indict them on certain things. And so one of the things the SEC doesn't want you doing is giving uh, blanket percentages type advice on here. So unfortunately, I'll have to uh, post you out and say that, uh, you know, that's something they'd have to call me for because that's a uh, big no-no from the, the uh, LibertyAdvisor.com, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. And uh, the LibertyAdvisorShow.com to get all the places where people can find me. We just started uploading to uh, Rumble. We just started uploading to uh, Spotify for the audio. We're on audio at most most places. And uh, I'm going to also be joining Rockfin here. Probably I've, I've got all the details to log in. I just need to make a, an account. And, and that's where I'm going to have more like uh, presentations, like Anarchapoco type style. And, you know, probably more of like the hard-hitting content will be on there. And, and, yeah, we won't be doing YouTube anymore. But, you know, I don't need to tell you. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm hip. They're not. Well, you know, uh, thanks for coming on and uh, uh, checking back in when your thing went down. Go ahead and go to your meeting, man. I, peace out, brother. I appreciate the time. We'll do it again soon. Okay. Good. All right. Bye. Yeah, bye, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bye. So what I want to do, you know, in the show is that, um, you know, we just yakking it and we get caught up because when Tim and I talk, might as well do a show because, you know, whatever. You guys get the, uh, some of the inside information, baseball and this stuff. Um, we'll be leaving as soon as I can get out of here to get to Oklahoma to help Mike Swatek that you know, uh, kind of facilitates MidFest. Nobody's in charge. He's going camping. But um, he is building a geodesic – well, not a geodesic. He's building a dome out of Air Creek. And um, he's in the process of, you know, making the bricks, making the bricks, making the bricks, making the bricks. I'd be making the bricks. And now he's starting to assemble them. <clears throat> now it's not freezing and so on there. So it's starting to get hot here. It was nice last night. It was kind of cold, but um, yeah, it was time to leave Arizona, man. So uh, go to there. Uh, get to have some hands on and, you know, do some work while we're learning ourselves on some air cream. We take some pictures and stuff. And he has a really good Telegram channel and uh, his Web3 only IPFS bite me that's never going away information on building it with pictures and videos and everything so you know you check that out and um uh domestead uh, i think it is is on telegram but uh it's kind of a private thing but he has a lot of people on there so we do that go to midfest and then float fest is after that the kind of the deadline i've had you know because it's been years i just you know there's always some deadline we need to have for this i'll do a bounty on that and we need to develop this and not so by the time we get the Midfest Float Fest, the end of April, it'll be about time for us to make a big launch of a lot of stuff that we're doing. You're already seeing on Freedoms Phoenix, you know, ads for the Pirate Box Pirate Stick. Now, I got one. You know, it's like 150 bucks, and I'm going to, you know, save the planet. Well, I got one, and I got it installed last night, went through that. I'm making notes because it's always geeks talking to everybody. They think everybody's a geek. Well, you take this blah, 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 and the stroke dash of the, you know, code of the – you know, the, 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 what do they call it? The, whatever, the, you know, code, stroke, bracket, dash, whatever crap. You know, I'm going, no, 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 no. You got to tell me what that means. Well, it's one of these three options. The default is yes for this, no for that, and maybe on there I go, well, which one should I pick? Yeah, no, you should, you should know, dummy, grandpa. And I'm going, 
no, 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 no. I, I don't. When I talk to people, I'm talking to, uh, you know, like you called your internet goes down. You, you call your provider, or you got some, you know, uh, customer service on the whatever or something. You call, and I go, okay, and they put in what computer you got. They got, you know, so they, you know, things are a little different on different things. And I go, they go, well, you do this. I go, okay, I'm, I, I got my finger above the keyboard. I'm going to push a button. Which button do I push? Well, well, I told you to go, eh, did I do this or that? I mean, I'm not pushing a freaking thing until you tell me, Grandma, just button. Now, i give you a good example. Uh, Crypto Hippie, which Paul Rosenberg has a very, you know, he's super duper on uh, privacy on the Internet. Now, he's got a router that was Superman ain't never doing nothing of your VPN of this and you're doing that. Now, it's slow as hell. You know, but it's super duper private, so he says. So to install that was like pages of stuff, but it was every freaking keystroke was on there. Now, it might have been, I don't know, I probably had to do 20 things, you know, but it was number one, do this, not this, don't let nothing, just this. Push that one time, boom, okay, next thing, boom, okay, next thing, boom, okay, next. Now, it took a little bit. Probably took me, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to do it, but I did it. And it was a whole bunch of grandma just buttons, but they were grandma just buttons, okay? If you don't have that, well, it's only three, you just boom, 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 and it's done. And I'm like, each one of these has two or three options. I'm already at a roadblock. I don't know what to do. And especially when they're screaming warnings about the BIOS on you, go, be careful, because if you push the wrong button on the BIOS, you're going to have to strip everything. To, you know, don't do that, you know? So I'm, first you got this you know, fear over here of, you know, doing the wrong thing. And then a bunch of options over here, they don't tell you which one to do. So I'm going, you know, we get a little bit better on that. So they'll add that into a printed out, goes with the thing or a PDF. They go, yeah, when you get in, you can look at the tour of the what I have to get in first. I have to do all this other stuff to find the list of the stuff I was supposed to do. And you did it wrong. You know, so I'm just, so we're working through that kind of crap. It's not a major thing. You know, and each computer is different, and there's always, you can't and freak out of, you know, whatever, and how come you don't know of whatever the hell, Grandpa. So I'm going, you know, because Bob, when we were doing it, Bob was already like 10 minutes into it, and I'm done. You know, I'd already take send it back. I'm you know, But I, I'd yeah, be all right. You know, we'll go through it. But you want to eliminate a lot of those roadblocks. I'm just saying, you know. So um, it's getting pretty grandma just buttony. It, it, it doesn't seem too difficult. I haven't finished it yet, but I got access to it and the logos and everything comes up and the, you know, the tour that I wanted to get to to show me how to get to the tour, you know, is up. And then um, so we're going to go through that. Well, by the end of the month, it looks like and they're shipping now. You know, it's a, you know, it's kind of a you know, little project thing and trying to make it as easy as you can. And we'll be adding more, um, you know, just buttons on there. But um, uh, the capability of being able to save files and it not be censored is already there. I've been doing this for a while. The, you know, MP4s, MP3s, PDFs, you know, different files, articles, whatever, it's done. Now, where do you, how do you find it? Where do you go to it? Well, in Freedom's Phoenix, we just have everything after 12 hours. It all backs up on IPFS anyway. So if uh, anything, they went down, really, the DNS server or freedomsphoenix.com got compromised, whatever, we still got everything, ha, 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 ha. So um, we're making that standardized because I can see what's coming. It is going, you, 
as bad as you think it is now, it is as bad as you think it's going to be. It's going to be ten times worse. This is this is full spectrum dominance of you're freaking not allowed to even think about it. That was the point of 1984. If you create new speak, you take certain words or emotions or ways to express certain concepts out of the language, then you can't think about it because there's not a word for it. There's not a concept of it. There's not a you may have some feeling of yeah something's wrong, but you don't know how to articulate it. You can't put it in language. You can't describe it. You can't have a meme for it. That's why memes were such a, an attack on these guys that in one graphic, emotional, creating truthism of a meme, pleases to crown me, I leave. You know, Truman Show at the end when he's, you know, sailed boat into the dome and wants to get out. Anybody that's seen a movie, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, you could just reference movies or songs or whatever. And that's what I realized early on. Once we get this all set up, you know, the shows that I do would be totally different than what other people they use a lot of graphics and everything. I want to use movie clips. I want to use song clips because they immediately, you know, tell a story and impart an emotion that associated with what I'm trying to get you to feel or to say or to do. That's why visual music and, and uh, movies and stuff is so powerful. Skips to the end on a lot of things. Well, I can see that's exactly what they're trying to prevent you from doing. And they'll claim copyright and then they'll say other crap. That's not it. That's not it. You know, what they're doing is they're trying to prevent you having the ability to get right to the point and bypass all the filtering in someone's mind to um, encourage another way of looking at stuff. It's all about perspective. So once you free up, you know, you get free speech and you'll access to this tapestry of humanity's, you know, collective understanding of whatever, then they're in trouble which is why they go after comic book characters. This is multi-generational understanding of Superman, to Justice American Way kind of stuff, or the vigilante, you know, principled uh, justice of Batman, or, you know, the you know Iron Man's, uh, you know, take care of business, or Captain America, you know, is like, ah, I'm not going to be under your collective, and I'm going to do it myself because I'm, you know, America. And, you know, so these are the things. That's where they got to go first, Star Wars. They got to go after that to change the meaning of whatever meme you would do. Uh, Star systems slip through your fingers kind of stuff. So this is extremely powerful. And when I could see that that's exactly what they were going to prevent me from doing of what I wanted as a young activist, you know, younger activist, in the 90s and so on, when you hit the Internet, and I can use movie clips, and I can use, you know, keep in mind, what was it, 95, Matrix came out, you know? You know, it was a 2005 or something, was V. You know, I, I, I use these graphics and all kinds of stuff, and blue pill, red pill, V for Vendetta, and still voting logo. I mean, all this kind of crap, I wanted to take that to video. Nope, not allowed. You do anything. Hell, you just talk about something, mention something, boom, entire platform gone. You know, our Vimeo, we have most of our stuff on Vimeo. Now they're worthless, you know, and they deleted everything. So nobody uses them anymore, I guess. So then you have YouTube, and they're trying to monopolize whatever the hell they're trying to do. Well, it's going on to other stuff. Well, I doubt you're going to see this, you know, uh, um, this watch the water thing on YouTube. 
I doubt, you know, if it's even up there or how long that'll last. So it's at the top of the page, and Donna's putting it into today's show archive. World premiere, watch the water, full movies, Stu Peters Network. Well, is it that good that I should put it back up on the top? Yeah, whatever, I'll put it up there because, you know, they made the effort. But, you know, uh, I still got to watch it. So when I get done with this, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and, you know, I'll let you know what I think of it. But, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, watch it, don't watch it, but you have the option to. And when you want to share it, that you have a file that you could send that will always be there. You know, you can always send a hash. And there's, you know, I've already, I just had, God, who was it that did this? Um, somebody put up uh, something that we had on Freemans Phoenix, and I get a note on the Telegram that they've, and they added it to IPFS. You know, what was it? Uh, look through here. Somebody said, I think it was, oh, yeah. It was, um, it was, uh, uh, Jay Noon doing his uh, video that he did. All right, here I come. We're going up against, you know, the Child Protective Services, DCYF, um, Division of Child and Youth, uh, Young Families, or something like that. You know, New Hampshire, we threaten you because we're going to take your kids kind of thing. So he does a video. Oh, yeah? Well, here we go. Well, we take that, put it on IPFS so it can't go away because they don't want it up there, you know. So this is as a give, send, go uh, program to pay for, you know, this is going to be an attorney thing, so we got to get a war chest ready. So you do that. So there is communication is everything to me. Here is a major announcement, impervious.ai. And this was impervious.ai announcement at the Bitcoin 22 conference. And it was um, uh, their peer-to-peer voice and video over the Internet of direct connection encrypted they can't stop it so they say okay what was interesting is who was sending it to me you know it was a lot of you know left liberal guys i've interviewed and stuff there is this what you were talking about yeah this sounds interesting i'm going ah you guys are seeing the importance of it now aren't you you know because they're going after all dissent left right whatever you're either with their narrative or you're not allowed to talk then i'm going look I, i don't even care i got liberals on freedom's phoenix you know, Robert Klein, you'll see some professor, he had a, a blog called globalwarming.com or something. Now it's climate change, whatever, you know. So he's always, you know, the Bigfoot sighting of some whatever the hell. And I don't put everything he, he writes up, but he has at least four stories every day. And it kind of, you know, give you a little color, you know, there's a little variety on Freemason, whatever, man. You want the pterodactyls of Louisiana swamp, you know, he's got you covered. So uh, a lot of UFO stuff. You know, there's a lot of other, you know, kind of cool stuff there, too. So whatever, just for variety. You know, like it, don't read it. And um, then we have, you know, a lot of original uh, authors. So and get, we're getting more and more stuff that people send me that give a, a wide radar screen. I, I'm not endorsing any anything on Freedom's Phoenix. It's just information for you to just add to your pile. And you go, well, why did you put this USA Today piece of crap of what – don't you want to know what they're saying? Because they're saying some pretty interesting, are you freaking kidding me, stuff. And this um, guy, I can't remember his name now, this uh, Klaus Schwab wannabe uh, professor of transhuman that we're going to surveil everybody, and it's a good thing. He is open about this. These guys have men that come out of the closet. Yeah, we're going to control any and everybody, and, you know, the starting pistol has been dumped for everybody to do some ass whipping on this. And I, I okay. You know, it's in, the, the game is engaged. But they are thinking, okay, I'll tell you the one realization that I had. They're of the mind that a country, a culture, a people is the government that surrounds them, 
that says it represents them. So what they do is they go, we got to get all the shiny badges. We got to get all the shiny badges down to the smallest little whatever. So they go, the Congress, the Senate, the presidency. That started with the Council on Foreign Trilateral Commission of Secret Handshake Club of whatever the hell. You know, they think, oh, we got them infiltrated and everything, the World Economic Forum. Hell, they've been doing this since the 70s. That's what Trilaterals over Washington was all about, is that they already did this. You know, under Zabrinsky and, you know, build the whatever the hell, you know, people and the, you know, the Rockefellers going with this one thing Aaron Russo was going on about. And, you know, Alex Jones is always going on about and whatever. They've been doing this since forever. They wrote the book, Trilaterals Over Washington, because in the 70s, they could see that this this little cadre, this little economic we're going to control in the world group went and all these cabinet positions and then the administrations around the world of whatever. And the trilateral was... West Germany, uh, United States, and uh, Japan. I think that was their trial. That was the first ones that they knew they had to take over and insert themselves in those economies at you know cabinet level of you know Kissinger kind of crap. So in the brand new, it was the technocracy. Um, God, what was the name of the book? It was America's role in the new technotronic era. You know, it was. You know, they were announcing this stuff at Columbia. They wrote the book, and uh, uh, Rockefeller saw it, and uh, you're my new best friend. Come and tell all our guys how we're going to rule the world, and we do this, and that's what they've been doing. So the World Economic Forum is just like a segment of that, you know, or a competitor or, or overlapping or whatever the hell. They've been doing this crap for a long time. So as they're doing this, you can see it coming. Well, what they realized or thought was to go down at every level of government. There's resistance at, yeah, the states are resistant. Damn, you know, Texas and Florida and South Dakota and a little bit, you know, almost resistance from Arizona and, you know, New Hampshire free staters doing, there's like resistance at the states. We've got to take over the state. They get governors and attorney generals and whatever, and then that doesn't really work out for them. We've got to go down to the freaking county. So they go down to the county level, and that's where all the shiny badges and health and safety and, you know, the guys coming out with their shiny badges and clipboards, and we're going to take your kids and whatever. That's all county crap, okay? State and county. Then, well, that wasn't good enough because you got these small towns going, you know, bite me. We're not playing, you know, when you need our help and doing with our local law enforcement, uh, suck it, and we're not doing it. Because they thought at the county level, because you had the sheriff, which is the highest-ranking law enforcement in any jurisdiction. It even trumps the Fed. It trumps whatever. The highest-ranking law enforcement, even if you got a federal prison, who do they call in? The sheriff. Okay? It's the sheriff is the highest-ranking law enforcement, you know, or supposed to be, or used to be, or I don't know what the hell they're doing now. But, you know, a sheriff is a very important thing. So it's a county-level deal. Because the county, in most states, they're the political subdivision of the state. They're a lot of the enforcement of whatever happens at the state level. It's the counties that are responsible for doing a lot of this stuff. And that's why even federal grant stuff, you want this grant, you want this county, you want to get a bunch of money, you can sling around and be in charge of whatever and give you know Uncle Fred a job and whatever this grant, you got to do what we say you're going to do and COVID, right? So county. Then they get down to the local. Well, they've been down at the local, the city councils. They got the county, the states, the federal and everything. And they still can't control the freaking people. Just won't do what the hell they're told by the shiny badge that the clipboard says with all these available gun at your front door if you got it. Make them make it. So they're of the opinion that it's a shiny badge government thing that's going to rule the people because you're going to be ruled. You agreed to be ruled. You agreed to voting. 
well, this is what happened. Your democracy has selected these people that are ruling you, and I got this here piece of paper that says whatever, and freaking do what you're told, dummy. Or we're going to put you on the naughty list and, uh, uh, you know, like uh, social credit score. Well, if that social credit score is linked to your, uh, you get some money, well, or you can use it, or you can't, you can't neither buy, sell, or trade without the mark of the beast. You know, they knew what was coming. They knew what was going on. Either clairvoyance or, duh, they went through it 15 gazillion times in their own cultures, you know, in societies. This is how it's done. So now if they can digitize it and do and we can track everybody, what well, they did the same thing. There's a whisper campaign of the Stasi of informants of whatever the hell. Now it's just your cell phone's informant on you. What's the freaking difference, you know? So I can see where this is going. It is, But they think that it's an authority thing. Well, we're the authority. Uh, says who? Says this here shiny badge. That don't mean shit. You know, what happens when you have parents, grandparents, people? Let me tell you what's the authority in, you know, my life. Uh, uh, me, okay? And sure as hell, that's why they're against the, the say it, say it, say it, uh, 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 the patriarchy. What they're saying is families. It's mom, dad, matriarchy. It doesn't freaking matter. You know, a lot of times it's the women that are the ones that are freaking slapping upside the head. So it's, you know, it's that, um, what did they say, um, you know, soccer mom, uh, uh, mama bear. You know, that was a big thing. Sarah Palin's going, oh, mama bear, going to kick ass. Mama bear, all right? We got a bunch of mama and papa bears, and you know what their government is? Uh, uh, them. Now what? How do you infiltrate that? Social media. You got to, you know, implant ideas and thoughts and psyop of mass formation, psychosis, or whatever the hell you want to call it, okay? So they have, they them those, and we'll leave us alone, have come to the conclusion that the idea was if we could take over shiny badge positions, we could take over government, authority, uh, democracy, voted, and I'm in charge of you. If they could do that, then they win. Well, they pretty much done that. They haven't won because they don't understand that humanity and certainly America, you know, that the whole purpose of the government was to support the individual rights of you could suck it. And this is what Ron Paul was going on about in 08. He was saying, if we don't do it now, we will miss this opportunity of even a heritage history of understanding this. So what do they do? They start purging you know, the media of all this kind of stuff. Example, Johnny Rebel was a movie uh, done by Disney, okay? Yeah, let's pull this up. This is a good, I know we got to, we'll go, but this is kind of entertainment. What the hell? You know, just hang with me. All right, so I go up here. We'll put this up. I go, Disney, Disney. How do you spell Disney? Oh, I spelled it wrong. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Close enough spelling. Who cares? All right. Disney, uh, D-I-S-N-E-Y, okay, D-I-S-N-E-Y, Johnny Reb, Uh, Johnny Rebel, I think, I think that was it, it was a movie, Johnny Rebel, yep, here we go, Uh, let's see, Rebel with a cause, Johnny Tremaine, okay, Uh, Johnny Rebel, video gallery, okay, let's see if they get the video, uh, Giant Urbane film. I ah, will pull up the wiki on. Huh? 
Johnny Tremaine, a 1957 film made by Walt Disney Productions, released by Buena Vista Distribution, yada, yada, yada. It was based on the 1944 Newbery Medal-winning children's novel of the same name by Esther Forbes, retelling the story of the years in Boston, Massachusetts, prior to the outbreak of the American Revolution. Johnny Tremaine was the first Disney live-action film to be directed by Robert Stevenson. It was made for television, but first released in, uh, to theaters. Walt Disney understood the new technology of color television and filmed his Walt Disney Anthology television series in color. But the show, known as Disneyland at the time, was broadcast in black and white. After its theater run in 57, 1957, the film was shown in its entirety on television in two episodes, in color, then known as The Wonderful World of Disney. Rather than as a complete film on a single evening on November 21st and 28th, 58. Now, this is when I was a kid. You know, it was Sunday night, Wonderful World of Disney. I mean, it was a family thing. Everybody, you know, watching Disney, and he'd show, you know, the new stuff that was coming in Tomorrowland and building Disney World and then show a movie or whatever, man. It is Wonderful World of Disney. Kids were glued to it, all right? I was. And then, you know, Johnny Tremaine, all right? Now, of course, I was, you know, years later, you know, I was born in 61, so it's like, you know, 10 years later watching this stuff. Johnny Tremaine is apprenticed to a silversmith, so it's kind of like um, – you know, Paul Revere kind of thing. <clears throat> Mr. Lapham. One day, wealthy Jonathan Light asked Mr. Lapham to make a sugar basin to match his grand set of silverware. Lapham refuses because he believes he is too uh, old for such jobs. Uh, Tremaine wants to do it. Tremaine believes he is skilled enough to do the job and accepts. After trying several times but failing, he asked fellow silversmith Paul Revere for help designing a new handle. Revere tells him to make the handle deeper, blah, 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 blah. Well, then it's about, you know, after Tremaine and the Sons of Liberty become active in several notable events leading to the American Revolution. Now, here you have a teenager that's like, I don't know, 14 or something like that. And what it was, he had a gun. He carried a gun. He helped He helped with the, you know, the, the, the revolution. Here's a kid with the revolution. You can't find this anywhere now. They are sure as hell not playing it on Walt Disney. So all of this, you know, the, the, the control of Disney has been to prevent this kind of stuff. There was another thing that had a big impact on me. I'll do this. This will make you, you know, give you interesting. Um, uh, I think it was called Tooth Paste Millionaire. Millionaire. ABC After School. After School Special, whatever. All right, let me see if that comes up. Present the Toothpaste Millionaire. Here you go. Now, what this was in the 70s when you had latchkey kids and they're sending you all to school and they come back, you know, keep kids from, I don't know, causing trouble here's a video game sit there and wait for mom and dad to get home and uh i you know like you know three in the afternoon three thirty, four o'clock or something that was some babysit thing abc was going to you know brainwash your kids until you got home so um here's the movie they say anything about it 12 year old entrepreneur decides to create and sell his own brand of toothpaste so he goes well what's so special about it because it cleans your teeth so he just made it and then they start selling it, you know, in mason jars. And then they found like a tube thing that you could put it in a tube deal. And they, and then they introduce you to regulation. Here comes the FDA and you're not allowed and all that kind of stuff. But it was all about, it was a fascinating program 
that was about, you know, kids being entrepreneurs. You know, it's like lemonade stand kind of stuff, you know. But to find this, you want to get, okay, the ABC after school package. You know, we'll buy the, uh, the, the specials here. God, they don't even have it anymore. So you want to buy this. You know, you go, I want to buy. All right, I'll put it in buy. Buy. B-U-Y space boom. Buy. Toothpaste millionaire. Uh, can I buy it? Uh, Turner Classic Movies has bought it, it looks like. Discovers that toothpaste, da, 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 after school specials. So anyway, we went through a big thing. For my kids, I wanted to get this. So I'm going, you know, it's 74 this was done. How old was I in 74? I was probably, I don't know, 11, 12 years old or something. So uh, this had a big impact on me. Wow, you could just do it. Nope, nope, you're not allowed. At the end of the movie, the man comes in. But what it did, it had the opposite impact of more than, oh, you can't do this stuff because the man will get you. It was, there's a man that will get you? You know, you're not allowed to. What the hell kind of crap is that? So they struck this from the packages of ABC um, millionaire packages that you get of all the books. So uh, let's see, the toothpaste millionaire. And then you wanted to buy it, and it wasn't available. You couldn't, you know, get it. It was taken out of the package, except now, okay, they got the book. Okay, what about the video? Do the video. Give me the video. I want a video. No, 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 no. You can't get it. So book, 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 paperback, book, no movie. You can't find this. Why? Because it had the wrong impact on the psyche of an entire millions and millions of kids being encouraged to be entrepreneurs. And what the real message they wanted is uh, you got to get a permit first. But it had the opposite impact of going, yeah, I need to be an entrepreneur and screw your freaking permit. You see my point? So they don't even want you thinking this way. They don't want, hell, they don't want you thinking. You know, same thing with Johnny, Johnny Tremaine. Okay. Johnny Tremaine was a, you know, kid in the revolution, very popular movie, man. So shall it be stricken from ever and always. I remember that it was even a few years ago, five years ago or something that Johnny Tremaine was played on the Disney channel or available or something late at night. And they freaked out. Whoever they are. Oh my God, you had a, then you had the Patriot with um, Mel Gibson, and what was the big freak out there? The big freak out there was you had, like Johnny Tremaine, young kids carrying guns. And they went, no, no, hell no. You know, um, uh, the Patriot um, children carry guns. Put that in and see what comes up. Okay, the Patriot, guns and movies. Martin and his son carry their Kentucky flintlocks as they search the field for survivors. Uh, ready to Kentucky rifle. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, gun safety for parents. You know, Patriot Review movie. You know, you know, kids with guns, all this kind of stuff. So images. Let's do that. So here you got this kid, young kid, firing a gun, killing the British soldiers. And they were like, oh, hell no. You know, we... Nope, 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 not allowed. They freaked. And then they go, because that's just like this. Yeah? You know? Or then the Americans might do this. We have a family, you know, the kids, you know, carrying their own guns. Well, this is exactly what they don't want. And they were like, hell no. So then what do you get? 
Kyle Rittenhouse. A 17-year-old child, I know a lot of 17-year-olds, you call them a child, they'll explain it to you. A 17-year-old child should not have, have to take up arms in America to protect life and property. Kyle is not a racist or a white supremacist. He is a brave, patriotic, compassionate, law-abiding American who loves his country and his community, did nothing wrong, and now, um, you know, going to get his big, giant paycheck from, uh, you know, the media. Now, here we go. Now, Sandoval, you know, the, the guy, um, you know, they for standing there while Native American guy in Washington, D.C. is banging a drum in his face and whatever, they went and they had to pay him a gazillion dollars. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse is like, here, hold my beer, man. I'll show you what's up. So why would they have such a big deal? Because he was a kid with a gun that killed two guys protecting his life, found not guilty at a trial. What were they afraid of? That. And what were they depicted in the Patriot or Johnny Tremaine? That. We don't want that. Kids out there. We we got enough problems dealing with, um, you know, the – uh, we got enough problems dealing with Merkins, you know, people doing it. Now we got the kids we got to deal with. They, they, they know how to shoot, got AK-47s and, you know, philosophically aware and kind of get it and think for themselves. Hell no, can't have that either. So it's information, it's communication, it's general public opinion. That's why that's so important. Because if they can control your mind, they don't even need gun control. You are the gun control, you know. So this is why communication is so important to me, because I know it is the reason that we're going through a lot of the stuff that we are. we got to fix that first. That's why all this stuff, I can go, yep, that happened to, yep, the young flashing light again, yep, 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 that, 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 and that. So I'm going, all right, you know, yeah, you know, here we go. But if we have the ability to uh, communicate and be able to, you know, get an idea of what's really going on, then – you know, we'll be fine, which is why they're working at it so hard and spend trillions of dollars and generations trying to be in control of your kids through government education. So in education, they do a lockdown and everything. Like, yeah, I think another, you know, 5 10% of America's children go to homeschool or we're going to, you guys are teaching them what? You know, the people start over the shoulder online. Holy crap, this is your daily deluge of BS from these you know, purple hair, black lives matter T-shirt wearing, whatever the hell. You know, that brings us to black lives. Now they're making the argument. They buy, take all the money and they buy all these homes. And they were saying they were um, spiritual joy centers or something that only a few of the guys live in. But, I mean, you know, we need to have a, a – I have no idea what the hell they're trying to BS their way in. Oh, we're sorry now. No, it was perceived wrong. Yeah, we need to liquidate them. We're kind of we're sorry. That we we did it wrong. So, what? You know what? Yeah, at what point? Well, if dissent can be stopped online, where else is there dissent? You might want to have a Freedom's Phoenix newspaper. So they're going to go after dissent, and the Discord thing is you know an example of that, and so on. So they go to Matrix, where uh, guys in New Hampshire. Are, you know, already set up a lot of uh, decentralized, they can't stop at communications. And, uh, of course, we're going to go to help. But, you know, there's going to be what? They're going to come in after free staters. They were saying, you know, we need to uh, be able to look at the, you know, health and safety of the children, go in there, force our way into your house, and look with this here, we got a court order. Okay, show me the court order. 
Well, we'll get one. Well, you got one or you don't got one. Well, we'll get one. We'll go get one, and then, you know, we'll talk about it, and you can talk to this here policeman that, you know, local kind of stuff. So they're just liars. You know, they're just making this crap up. And what did they say on it to get, you know, you know, in their application for a judge to do one? What do they say? Free stater, armed, lookout towers. I mean, they were really amping it up. They were just slinging it. So you kind of want them to. You count on them just be lying sacks of snot. Yeah, just keep going, man. You just keep yakking, you know. And um, so this is a rubber meets the road thing. This is general public opinion. This is going to be in the streets. It's going to be guys with guns on the front door of whatever, and it's going to have people at least highlighting it. Now, one of the things is that they really don't like, which is a whole other motivation, is on Jay's property up there is where they do gun church. Silver Dave, you know, the guy that's up there, rents a place up there, has a big shooting range. You know, you ever see, you know, Luke Rudowski's birthday party with the flamethrowers there, you know, that kind of thing. So they're definitely not digging that. And what, what are they doing? It's not a militia. It's a school, you know. And they call it gun church because to be proficient in your use of your firearms, you have to practice religiously. So every other week they go in, you know, and they may do more. But at least every other week they go and and uh, special forces. Dave, you know, he uh, does a lot of silver training, so that's why I call him Silver Dave. But he was special forces, so he's like, yeah, I can teach you guys. You guys want to know? I'm not going to build an army or something. I'm not your mother, but we can do some training, you know. And they'll have kids. They do a barbecue. Bunch of people come, and they go, all right. This is how you do this, suppressive fire this, ambush that, and have ambush this, you know, uh, how to shoot rifle, pistol, gun, you know, yada, 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 yada. Okay, maybe knife or whatever the hell they do. So they'll go with, they've done, you know, how to prepare birds. They skin their, you know, uh, own birds. They get a chicken. They get a bunch of chickens up there. Okay, this is how you dress. You know, you, you catch a bird. Now what are you going to do with it, you know? And then how to make a, you know, a little shelter. They, it's a school. It's a, you know, a lot of things. You know, Luke Radowski was pimping it out for a long time. Now he's all Mr. Gunned up, you know? And um, then he takes that down, Tim Poole, and then they're gunned up. And then they get swatted. They've had, like, they, I saw Tim Poole said, at least seven times they've had bomb squads, the SWAT team coming, there's a hostage, whatever it's called, and they just show up and do that. I'm like, is there any validation or verification of who makes this? Are you tracking? Are you going to, you know, uh, are you just saying, thanks for the excuse for us to go check out Tim Pool's compound? Really? They're trying to, you know, cause a thing. I mean, it's getting to where it's got stupid. But um, so – this is the kind of information and things they don't want you to have. So, of course, they're going to target Jay because he's, like, doing the very things that they're trying to use the Internet and thudding and uh, general public opinion to prevent you from the knowledge that you need to know, how to grow food, how to prepare your food, how to shoot, how to, you know, uh, cooperatively work with other people with guns if you needed to or whatever, you know, uh, training on yada, 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 and, oh, and the children. And they're out there what? Cypress is little, you know, toddler uh, daughter, feeds the chickens, feeds the pigs every morning, goes out, and they're doing the cows and so on, and the, you know, getting some real school. By the time, you know, she's six years old, you know, send her to government school? Why? To dumb her down? You know, you go, oh, hell no. You know, so, you know, what do you do? Well, decentralized is not the man. Shiny bad, you're doing it wrong. We're not indoctrinating them enough. 
So this is where this is going. That's where it was always going. It's where we were always prepping for. So when they go, you know, Tim's going, well, Ernie should have a wider audience and bigger audience of audience. Yeah, the audience grows. I mean, as long as it keeps growing, I'm good. You know, because, you know, time and pressure, time and pressure, time and pressure. And there's always, it won't happen all at once, but it'll happen overnight. All of a sudden, boom. Oh, this Ernie guy, where did he come from? You know, because I can see it. I can show you the graph of what they do with the SEO tracking for the search engine from Alexa that gives a ranking on the page. That's the only thing I check. I don't, even really, I don't look at numbers. I, I just what the ranking is and what they do because I can see when they change the algorithm. Boom, there it goes. But the traffic keeps going up even though they keep because they keep having to have to try the, the, the search engine ranking thing. They keep pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. I can see it goes back up, push it down, goes back up, push it down, goes back up. And what happens is the algorithm that they, they have to, they, they had to made it specific to Freedom's Phoenix because before there was things like Freedom's Phoenix, you know, and it was all of a sudden a bunch of people got banned or it would have a big impact that we're being de and they start whining and bitching. And I don't care because I'm just like, yeah, because I don't care. You know, when you get a decentralized social uh, media that can be um, uh, not influenced by the rank, not influenced by who you got to ban, not influenced by who has to be deplatformed, not. So that's why we deal with a lot of these guys like float and we're working with them to be able to, you know, we're getting closer and closer. And uh, matter of fact, I was talking to Aaron yesterday and um, they are assigning, you know, uh, some help from content providers, you know, to uh, make better use of their new 1.0 of whatever and working with Donna. So I'm like, cool. All right. You know, we'll work with you. But what do we need? That it doesn't matter what the social media is doing, that we have systems of search and and um, uh, serving of files and so on that are outside of any control of the system. They can't even turn off the DNS. So this, you know, the digital naming service, your .com stuff. So I'm going, okay, that's where I'm focusing my time. Why would I, you know, build up on all these other? They're just going to delete it at the most and not opportune time for me anyway. You know, when it matters the most, when it's election, when it's Super Bowl time for activism of whatever, because uh, what? They haven't done it. You know, the Canadian, they took their money. Canadian trucker convoy, boom, done. You know, you get, ah, you're deplatformed. Oh, you're demonetized. You're de- They're going to keep doing it. Why? Because they can. You got to make it to where they can't. That's why we're spending so much time on this stuff. And, you know, you guys hear about from me for years. Years. It takes years. You know, now it's starting to come online, and but we demoed it. We're using it. I go, look, don't tell me it can't be done. We're doing it. We're doing it. Doing it. Doing it. Doing it. Then you have other, like Odyssey, Library, you know, Float. A lot of these guys, they come out with mechanisms that, you know, have policies to do this, but I want to make sure they have the incapable of deleting. You know, if you're not in that realm, then it's not a long-term solution to me. Because they'll just, uh, the answer is always yes. It's just how much they're going to pay. You know, for $100 million, we'll take these problems off your hands. Peace, man. Take it. I'll go do my $100 million with something else and save the planet in their mind, you know. So that's why I know that this is the battle. This is why we have to do this. And a lot of it's physical stuff like communication, energy, food and water, home building, a house, aircrete, dome, geodesic, whatever the hell is. I'm looking at the uh, 
stamp press that we got back that we need to do some repairs on Bob's thing. And because um, it. I didn't take it down enough, and it blew out in the desert. But it held up pretty damn good. I replaced, like, eight struts, and we're done. I'm like, oh, you know, no, it's totally trashed, Ernie. It'll never. I go, watch this. Get a hoist, bloop, plopped it out, put it back. There. It's about 95% done anyway. A couple of creased, bent, you know, rods we got to replace. And I got the machine for that. Then we take it up to Washington. We're going to, you know, it'd be nice if I could take it up to um, Oklahoma for, uh for Mike, but he's already got a, a method by which he's doing his thing, so we're just let him go with that. And then we're going to be spending the summer up in Washington State, you know, being busy. And, you know, an inspiration to other people, look what we did in one summer. Oh, my God, won't you join my neighborhood? So this is where it's really at. But to communicate that with you has to be to where those files are always there forever and always. You know, this is because what we're dealing with is why. See, they'll show you how to build, you know, your home and what you're going to put on the property, you know, and, you know, uh, um, uh, when and where, you know, all this time of year do this and, you know, it's too cold for that, you know, and, and this on the on the river of the whatever in the I don't have to get per- building permits in the county of some state of whatever they call it. And this is how to do it. And, you know, whatever. but they rarely, rarely are not even allowed to say why. So when I go, I go, this is why you do this to get off of that. This is why you got this kind of communication. This is why you do this kind of insulation. This is why, 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 why the man, bam, boom, done. Because they're telling you why. They're motivating you how to structure your life and with whom and what to not need government. That's why. They don't want you to know why. Now, some of these guys go, you know, we need to be more independent of whatever and off-grid. kind of thing. The most you can get is off-grid. You can say, well, I just want to be off-grid. Not, I need to be off-grid because the freaking democide be a-coming with the government's going to lay waste to the freaking planet. And we need to be insulated from it. That's why. Nope, not allowed to say that. Okay? So we're all about the why. There's going to be a lot of why in what we do and uh, stuff, but i got to have a place to put it. And, oh, I might want to use movie clips or music that I want to express myself because I freaking can. Oh, nope, copyrighted, you're not, IPFS. Put it up, I go yell at somebody. I don't know, you know, I don't know you're going to yell at. It ain't going to make any difference. It's not coming down. You know, what are you going to do now? I don't know, but we're going to find out. Stay tuned, man, and we'll find out together. It's going to be awesome because this is going to be a, a battle royale for humanity, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. I'm not as afraid. You know, like Bob and I were, you know, last night recreating and yakking it and kind of pontificating on, you know, what be a coming and so on. And, um, you know, we've pretty much been doing what we've been doing for the reason that we're doing. He's probably ready more than most, and I'm ready more than most in a different way. I'm kind of mobile. And uh, but he has, you know, a place back in uh, Massachusetts and here right on the border with uh, New Hampshire. He's like half hour, 40 minutes from Manchester, you know, so it's, you know, hell, he's down the road. So um, he'll go back to hopefully and we'll go, you know, help some Jay. But this is, you know, one, he's a friend. He's worthy. He's a good guy and a good example of what needs to be done. But um uh, this is the battle. We've been looking for the battle, and it happens to be Jay. And you knew this was coming. When you got a free stater, I don't need the government having children, man. They're like, 
No, hell no. You're not allowed to do another generation. I mean, you know, we got enough problems, y'all. So uh, we're going to go back and have some fun because what else are you going to do? Not have fun? <laughs> you know, so it's going to be interesting. You guys stay tuned on this, and uh, you'll enjoy it with us, and hopefully it'll inspire you to have some tools, and you can see all the tools that we've created to have this kind of general public opinion impact. You can do it in your local area, and we got a bus. Pace, say hi, Donna. Hi, Donna. All right, whatever. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>